Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Keel Podcast. I am your host, as always, even when I'm not here, as always, you lie! Well, I guess alongside me, insider, insider, (gasps) Tyler Keel. Liar! You lie! I'm busy. And as always, we have to take that out of your title. Take that out of your hashtag content, hashtag bio, brusky. Hashtag original content. Hashtag fake Hashtag OGOC. Hashtag OG my A. Hashtag S. Hashtag S. Hashtag what in the <laughs> heck what that? That was me trying to say ass with using hashtags, but I had to spell it out for you. Good job. Like Shatner. Hashtag A. Hashtag S. Hashtag S. What about Shattenkirk? Well, here's the thing. At least Shatner's still relevant. Ooh, 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 ooh. Suck on that one, Morgan Skate. Ooh. Wicka, wicka. It's almost as bad as the relevance of Ryan Spooner. Ooh. Ryan Spooner was put in a bad spot, let's be honest. You can't tell me he was in a bad spot. I mean, he was in a bad spot, and his game is as holy as He was as playing Switch for the Oilers. Cheese. Listen, the fact that matters he didn't get an honest shot really kind of, it, it kind of bums me out, because he was a good player coming out of junior had a lot of potential, just got put in a couple bad spots here and there. Had I'm surprised that nobody picked him up. Yeah, well, there it could have been the fact that he wasn't getting, he was was not going to get paid enough. That's, and that's fair. That's he would have part, not liked the offer. That's fair. And that's what happens when sometimes you don't have a good year. It yeah. doesn't matter. And trust me, if you're his agent, if he has an agent, or if you're a player, you're trying to say, hey, every player I, has an agent. I was, think coaches have agents. I was I was put on a bad team with a lot of bad players. What do you expect me to do? Fair so, point. but unfortunately, wasn't getting enough. So he's going to Switzerland. So that's good for him. I, it's still one of, arguably one of the best leagues. And in my eyes, I understand the KHL has the talent, but I'd rather much rather play in Sweden or Switzerland. That's those fair. are probably the two be- best leagues to play in for foreigners. Now, yes, outside KH- of the KHL, outside of Saint Petersburg and Moscow. Yes, <laughs> every other team is. I've heard stories, and I know you know this. You know, on my laptop, there's people listening in, so I'm not going to say some things. Yeah. That'll get me... Uh, I mean, Panarin sorry. did, but that's that's beside, that's neither here or there. Well, because well, he's a good player. That's why. No, no, no. I was talking about how he was critical of Putin. Oh, well, I'm not, oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying because there's horror stories of, like, teams that, like, they're Russian. Like, r- mafias run teams. Oh, yeah. That's the... And, like... Locomotive was an inside job. No. Bad joke. Bad joke. But anyways, no, the it's good for him. Hey, he's going to be able to play for Canada. There you go. Spangler Cup. If you want to talk about Ryan Spooner playing for Canada in the Spangler Cup, use the hashtag The Keel Podcast and at The Keel Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Yes. That being said, on to the show. Ron Francis. Wait, we haven't started yet? Wait, what? I thought we already started the show. Do I have to hit I have to hit record? Hold no, on. you don't have to hit record. Well, you said, I said, you said on with the show, and I'm like, we're, I thought we were on the show. Well, there's like the intro, and then there's like the meat. We were in. We were on the top bun. Now we're I in thought, the meat of it. I thought the meat of the episode something later on. Are we Are we skipping appetizers? I want my damn mozzarella sticks, man. What about the You come down here walking with, with dip. garlic toast down here and didn't even offer it any. There's bread upstairs. Make your own. Why do you think I spent a week off the show? I was looking for it. You're looking for bread. We're going to get that bread. And I got that bread. That, New that, job. Is, is Let's that, go. Is that phase over with? Is that thing? Is that, no, it's still Is on. that fad? Get that bread? That's still a thing? No, it's, it's still it's, a thing. It's, it's not thing. a fad, dude. Uh, well, because, well, like. It's a lifestyle. 
Well, it's okay. not a How long mom. until that's like a saying that's in the past, like a '90s saying, like that's so? F- well, I don't say. I'm not gonna say fetch because fetch has never happened. You can't ah. make fetch happen. Ah. Ah. But like, like as if, like the clueless lingo, you know? Because uh, that only made it in the '90s. But you say it now, it's like, oh my gosh, you're so old. Now, how long until we say, let's get that bread, and everyone says, oh my gosh, you're old. Well, what the- will last longer, Lil Nas X or let's get that bread? Uh, Lil Nas X. Why? Because he's gonna do 20 more remixes. Uh, that and then also the fact that he's a successful artist that just so happens to be uh, not straight. Well, it's okay. You saw the, you saw his tweet. Like I'm thinking about doing another remix for Old Town Road. He's gonna go for ever. Why that not? Wall. I t- I told my Lil Nas X is going to be the new kids on the block of today. New kids no, on the no, block no. being on one song. This is what I'm telling you. What about L- Frank goes to Hollywood? Yes, that band too. Lil Nas X. Here's the thing. The one successful part about him is that the reason why his song got so popular is that he made his song into a meme. That's what That was the best part about it. So him just adding on remixes, here's the ultimate Lil Nas X meme. It's going to be the first, like... I, I saw the Billy Ray Cyrus, <clears throat> business in the front, horses in the back. There you go. Was mullet, yeah. Exactly. Yep, you did that. All him. Um, but no, it's going to be the intro part, and then it's going to... It's with, with, with Billy Ray Cyrus, and then it's going to be the... Like the I got the horses in the back, or last day is attached. Eddie's Maddie Black and okay, whatever. Yeah, you can't get the lyrics out, but okay. And then it's gonna be the chorus, and then it's gonna be Billy Ray Cyrus's verse, bridge thing, and then it's gonna be the chorus, and then it's gonna be the um, the Yodel Kids verse. And then oh it's going to be the chorus, and you're just going to keep adding on. It's going to be a three-hour spectacle, and Shia LaBeouf's going to be all over it. Just, just Shia LaBeouf. Just, just Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Watch out, look down, he's going to stab you, and Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> he's coming in the night, and Shia LaBeouf. No, um, uh, I, I don't know, I was going to say something about it. Oh, no, I was going to say, what point does punk goes pop, but there's already like 20 like rock covers of that song, punk covers of that song. Dude, because it's amazing. It's perfect. Nice platter. Hold on a second. Hopefully this doesn't mess up anything. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, that's spaghetti sauce from earlier. Good job. I got to clean that. Good job. Uh, it's on my laptop. Okay, See, I had spaghetti for you lunch. Were, I had to come home and do stuff and emailing people and things. And let's get hip with the lingo. You were lost in the sauce and I was getting that bread. That's what's up. Got him. Woohoo! On to the show. This is the word. No, this we're, actual already, we're already on the show. We're getting in the meat of it. You mean we're going to talk about what we want to talk about? Is that what yes, we're trying to say? Yes, the hockey. Oh, yeah, the, the, the thing that we're actually a show about. Hockey. Yeah, slap puck. Slap shoot. Sports ball. Ron Francis, well, it's not necessarily official, but... No, it's every- official. Ha- no, it's been like... Okay. Everybody announced it. Seattle Has, announced it. Ha- the, so the, TSN. The, Sportsnet. Seattle Bob McKenzie. It, but, My buddy Freeze texted me and told me it's happening, Tyler. The NHL Seattle team announced it, though. Yes. Okay, so it is official. Ronnie Ron, Francis. Ron Francis has been announced as the first ever GM of the Seattle hockey team. The Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Mel- Metropolitans. That ain't gonna happen. You cannot name a team after a division. I don't care what they were before. They were the first American team to win the Stanley Cup, 1917. That place. You know what? There's hey, the Toronto still called the Maple Leafs. You want to know why? Because they were because that's what they named them. They couldn't name them the Blue Shirts, even though that was the first team to ever. Actually, technically, the Toronto team that first ever won the Stanley Cup, they go down in history as the Blue Shirts. Were not actually had. They didn't actually have a nickname. They were just Toronto. They won the Stanley Cup. That was it. They were called Toronto. They called them the Blue Shirts because they were well wearing blue. Well, you know what? And all Rangers fans say, we're called the Blue Shirts. And I'm like, you know what? 
You're right. You're calling yourselves now. But you know what? You're hopping on that bandwagon for the first ever Stanley Cup winner in the National Hockey League. Back when the league had four teams? Four? Five. Four. four. It was four. It was very small. Very small. Before the original six. Which, was not, which the, is not really the original six, but eh. It's not. Neither here or there. That being said, uh, Ron Francis had a, a, a solid tenure with the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, the, he came in and... He did a good crusade. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, you know, okay, last year was a good crusade. So, he came out of the, in the club in 2011 after finishing his career with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Trying to... And that team that... That roster that could have... Okay, sorry. I'm going to get on a tangent here. Folks You're not going to get into it. Folks, hockey. Folks on Ronnie. Well, I'm focused on hockey. Okay, Ronnie. Ronnie with Carolina. <laughs> 2011, he uh, joins the team as uh, director of hockey operations, and a few years later, after realizing, well, this may not work out, and I think it was, that would have been after Jimmy Rutherford got fired. Yep. Or left. Left, fired, I forget what it was. But, unless he takes over the job. 2014, by the way. Yeah, it doesn't really do an amazing job. Tried to ride the back of Cam Ward. Remember, it was, it, Which didn't work out too hot. It, it never just, really did. Of course, then he's the one also that signed Scott Darling, which is great because now Scott Darling can find a home for wherever Seattle has a minor league team. <laughs> but I think they're going to take... Uh, oh, what's it? Well, I don't know because uh, the unprotected list won't be coming out until next year. Or at least we'll see what the contracts look like after next season. But of yeah, course, we'll see. Because well, they're, they they're 2020. For, yeah, they don't play for two more years, so... No, no, 2021. 2021, 2022. Because remember, they waited just in case there was that's a lockout. That's right. That's right. So, <clears throat> that being said, he didn't have the, like I said, didn't have the greatest. He went, he, the team won 137. They lost 138. Overtime shootout lost 53. And, you know, it was kind of a bummer the way he got excommunicated out of there by Tommy Dundon. Nobody liked it. But it ended up actually working out quite a bit. You get Don Waddell come in, have been probably the cheapest general manager in the history of hockey since, I don't know, the 70s, since Glenn Sather was a player coach. But he he tried to do some things. He brought in a lot of good players. He brought in some talent, developed some. It just wasn't, it just didn't seem like it was ever going to work out. It just wasn't meant to be. He didn't have that, I don't want to say he didn't have that driving force, but the team just couldn't get it together. Yeah, they had guys like Justin Falk. They, well, they he, did have Sebastian Ajo for, the, for his first year. So, yes, he drafted Sebastian Ajo. But it wasn't necessarily like he hopped into the best beginning situation at all. Of it. He had to start basically from scratch or what was left from it. He was, he was kind of picking up the spare parts, seeing if he could make it run. Right. Which he did an okay job. I mean, it's not like the, the team was completely useless, but, I mean, they, they weren't necessarily competitive. Um to to the level that we saw this past season until this past season. I mean they they were a wild card team his entire tenure and even this past year they were a wild card team. And they just barely squeaked in there and they had a good run. Um fun fact for all of you hockey nerds out there, during his tenure as the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, the team went 137, 138, and 53. So that's 137 wins, 138 losses, and 53 overtime. I know you don't listen to me, Alex, Barry said that. Did you? Yes. Okay. I know you don't listen to me, but focus! I'm working on it. Just You know, this is what happens when you miss weeks. You just forget everything and just ignore 
everything I say, even though, let's be honest, I'm a genius. You're not a genius. I am a, I'm a genius. You're not a genie, that's for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's a good movie, by the way. Aladdin, the new one with Will Listen, Smith. Listen, fine. I'll put it third in my order of movies I need to see. I need to see Toy Story 4 first. I need to. Apparently, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. Better than three. I, I beg to differ, I, but okay. That's what I have heard. They literally have a character that likes trash. Okay. I understand that, but apparently the story is good. The character seems dumb. Listen, they could have ended in three, but apparently it was good enough. And then I got to see The Lion King. Yeah, Because I, I like The Lion King more than Aladdin. Oh, yeah. And obviously it looks a lot better anyways. Even though I don't have Matthew Broderick. Or, oh my gosh, who's the actor's name? The original Zazu. Uh, Mr. Bean. Um, yeah, I don't know his Oh, good lordy, name. I'm looking it up. I'm going to kill. It's going to suck. If number three isn't yesterday, you have to. You're done. Mr. Bean. Okay, listen, everyone's screaming right now on their microphone. And they're screaming, Rowan Atkinson. There you go. My goodness, I feel so dumb. If but, number three isn't yesterday, you're dumb. And Nathan Lane isn't Timon. That's a problem. So what? They have a different cast. It doesn't matter. But they keep do- they keep James Earl Jones. Well, yeah, because... That was the one person you had to keep. You couldn't keep... I understand Matthew Broderick. No, no, like- James Earl Jones is a separate... St- thing in itself no nobody you're telling me that you couldn't have nathan lane as timon no and seth rogan really seth rogan yes this movie better be good (laughs) sorry i'm not (laughs) listen i understand everyone's like oh but he's canadian like no i do (laughs) i do not like seth rogan (laughs) seth Seth rogan there are two movies that i like seth rogan in zach and miri make a porno yep because elizabeth banks is hot number two knocked up Knocked up. Which was that one? That was the one with. Oh gosh, her name's slipping off the tip. My uh, slipping out of my head too. Uh, not Karen Knightley. Catherine Heigl. Oh, the one, one that the one of the other act, Hollywood actors that turned into a complete bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't like him in the Green Hornet? Oh, for gosh sakes! <laughs> that movie was. Listen, that year was bad for movies that had green in it. Green Lantern, Green Hornet, awful. Green Lantern was just bad. That was just. Awful in every way. That's why I'm glad they Deadpool they did that. They shot him in the back of the head. Oh, that's great. We had to. Oh, spoilers, by the way, for people who have not seen Deadpool 2 yet since it came out, what, two years ago? Yeah. I'm ex- I mean, I just watched it about a month ago. Deadpool 3, teaser trailer finally came out. Oh. Top Gun sequel finally came out. Does it have Tom Cruise? Of course. I'm just making sure because Tom Cruise. Yeah, they're not going to do an independent <laughs> Danger Zone. Yeah, that trailer came Bandit out. Bandit. It Chapter 2 came out. I think they... You know what? I know it's dumb, and I know you want to write a top off of it, but I think you should have tried to wait until the kids that were in It Chapter 1 became adults. Now, yes, you're risking no. the fact that you're you're risking the fact that they, the kids don't continue acting. I understand that. Well, no, not necessarily, because you, have to, you also have to remember the kids that were in It, the first one, Obviously, the the new generation of it. Yeah, um, not the new, not the not the um, the Tim Curry one where they try to jam it all in two hours. You have to remember that some some members of that cast are in Stranger Things. Well, I understand. I'm no, it's not that. It's because of like I'm talking about waiting until they turn into adults when that's when, like, too long. I you'd, know you'd be I, losing all momentum. I understand that, but that's that'd be the point of the story. It's like the evolving yes, story. Yes, in in an, in, I, in an ideal world. Yes, an ideal world. The, yes, but hey, you know what? James McAvoy's in it, so I mean, I'll, I I don't know if I'll watch it because I have. 
Here's the real question. Will it be better than the the first movies of It, the second one? Because the, the second one was hilarious. I'm, I'm lost. What? Okay, so... You're the, talking about the Tim Curry movie. The Tim Curry It. Yes. The second part, part two. Where it when, was just a comedy, when, yes. No, when they're adults. Yeah. It was hilarious. Because it was just making fun of And I don't know, did Stephen King like that one? Yes, he loved it. You're telling me he didn't like it. I understand, yes. I understand. You have to remember, shine- Stephen King likes comedy, too. He's not just dark and gloom. He's got a smile every once in a while. Ha-ha, it rhymes. It rhymes. However, I am intrigued. I have not read the book yet, but I am intrigued uh-huh. because Dr. Sleep, the sequel. Dr. Sleep. The sequel to, it's the, it's the sequel that Stephen King wrote a couple years ago to The Shining. Oh! And Ewan McGregor is playing the boy growing up. Mm. So I like, it's the, it's, it's all part of it, second part. Yeah. Mm. So I'm intrigued because like, he goes back to the hotel and Red Room oh, yeah. and all that stuff. I'm, there's a lot of good movies coming out here. Of course, then again, I know we're kind of going off topic of hockey here, but how are you not excited for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? Uh, I am excited. I said, how can you not be? Well, okay. Listen, I, I don't know if he can I, beat Heath Ledger, but it's a movie about the Joker. No, 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 no. Here's, this is what I'll say. This is my soapbox about this Joker. It's, it harkens back to the original live action Joker and the original animated Cesar Joker. Romero? Yes. Okay. This is what it harkens back into. Because, obviously, it's an origin story. Right. 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 But, to the same token, it's a different spin on it. it it's not... It, how do I put it slightly? Because I'm a Joker nerd, is it necessarily the most accurate and has it mo- played most into what mainstream Joker is? No. No, it's, it's not the same Joker that's written in comics. The one that's talked about where he, not you know, goes into acid, et cetera, et cetera, Mark et cetera. Mark Hamill, no, one, the Jack Nicholson one. No, no, it's not that one. It's the it's a darker origin story version of that. And that's why when they did the Heath Ledger one, it was okay because they ignored it. Correct, and that's what that's that's what's funny about even when they did Bane and when they did Scarecrow in Begins and Dark Knight Rises. They kind of tell it a little bit. They completely ignore it with Dark Knight, with Heath Ledger's Joker, which I'm okay with. No, well, that you also have to remember, in um, Scarecrow, they alluded more into what the comics was. Bane, they did not com- they No, they entirely. weren't even close. No. They just went, but you want to know I why? I got a better idea. What, Tom where? Hardy, shave your head. What? Why? Just do it. Why do I have to shave my head? Why? Is no, I mean, Tom Hardy would be like, why do I have to shave my head? Because, because gonna we're gonna to put, we're gonna put this mask on you and we can't like a re- com- no, we can't like, completely no, steroid you like, like like a wrestling mask you know stuff like that no not a wrestling mask no we're gonna put you in this weird looking no I don't I don't want to do that I don't want to do that really you're putting the, this in my mask my mask this is not my mask hey it's good to see Tom Hardy join the long list of actors that have been both in DC and Marvel movies I was born in Britain. Molded by it. You merely Tom adapted. Holland merely adapted to it. I was going to say Madonna, but... 
Madonna. <laughs> Madonna from Detroit with an English accent. You do the math. Who cares? Um, are there any other movies we're... I'm trying, to th- I'm trying to think of other movies that are coming up. But I can- Yesterday. See, but that already came out, though. But you still... I, haven't, I still haven't watched I, it I'll yet. I'll wait until it comes out on, like, Prime or Netflix. Oh, I want to watch it so bad. Of course, then again, there is Star Wars, but... I don't know how... I Honestly, I don't know how they can... It's, it better be good. I'm sorry, the... the, the I don't know what I call. Do you call it the sequels, the new sequels? What do you call it? You call it the sequels, then, right? No, they're not. They're not. Uh, they're they are sequels. They are technically the sequels. Yes, the original trilogy, the prequels. So these are the sequels. The sequels have sucked. No, they haven't. I really think yes. The second one was good, but the if, first one was good. It told the. St- the first one was the exact same plot line from the first Star Wars ever, except well, except Ray was a little bit darker and a lot. Actually, she was kind of whiny. In a different Dude, way. you have to remember the point of the prequel was to, to to was to establish a new hope, a new new hope, if you will. A new new hope. Yes. So they were you, just, hey, you got this kid. No, they want that, to tell the story. They want to say here's how Anakin became Anakin, and Obi Wan became Obi Wan. There's a reason why we need the Kenobi Star Wars story because we need to know what. I'm happened. talking about the sequels. Oh, you said prequels. Did I say prequels? You said prequels to oh. establish. I'm like, no. Oh, no. Well, no. The, the, the sequels, though. They needed to tell the story of Rey. They just can't throw her into it. Right. And even though they completely ruined that in the second movie, where Kylo Ren's like, yeah, your wife, your parents are a bunch of drunks. No! You're supposed to say something better. That's what I told you, man. J.J. Abrams was going to get in there. But the reason why it they... Wasn't, that wasn't J.J. The too. reason JJ's why Kylo Ren did that is because they're, they're portraying him as a failed Sith. That's the point. But what's he have to blow the... Like, all the suspense of who's raised parents just gets thrown into the... Yeah, he kills Snoke, and oh my gosh, it's a great moment. They're going to come together, and... Oh, by the way, your parents were a bunch of gambling alcoholics. Well, that's no fun. That's that's a dumb way to tell the story. Have some climax. I mean, I understand, yes, you can't do the whole Luke, your father type deal, but... Or, excuse me, I... No, I am your father. It's not Luke, I'm your father. It's, no, I am your father. No, you gotta get that right, everybody, okay? But have some suspense. Hell, even wait till the third movie. Unless some ball's gonna drop in the third movie, like, wait, we gotta fix this, guys, quick, scramble! (laughs) Fix this, fix the problem! But they knew they do need to do a Kenobi movie, okay? Well, they're going to. They have to. They're going to, and Ewan McGregor is going to be in. Because it'll be perfect, because it'll be be before he is old, Sir Alec McGinnis, Alec Guinness, excuse me. And before and after, he's obviously episode three. Yeah, after, 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 after the Clone the, Wars, after the birth of Darth Vader. After the Darth Vader, Lord Vader, Darth Vader, Lord, Lord Vader. Vader, Darth leader. Of the Can we talk time. about hockey now? Oh yeah, we're about twenty minutes into this show. We probably should talk about. We talked about Ronnie Francis. Um. So yeah, that should happened. I just cut that part and like put it at, like the end. Nah. <laughs> Movie talk with Tyler and Alex. I know the Emmys are like That's the, our theme song. they're like the uh, the awkward stepson of all the awards, but yeah, I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. Talking about the Canes, staying on the topic. Ryan Dezingle uh, signs a two-year deal with the Carolina Hurricanes. Big move. Uh, the first year being a 3.25 payout and the second year being a $3.5 million payout. Yeah, that's a... 
and it was interesting because I first I heard two years, and some money, some contracts don't come out with the the fiscal amounts immediately, which are fine because they're probably working on the fine details. So when it said three, it said you know three point five, three point two five. I was kind of confused because, well, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Did did he sign? How much did he sign for? Is there an actual medium? No, he signed for two separate contracts. Yep. I am just... It was, it was originally signed as a one-year deal for 3.25, and then he signed a one-year extension. I'm just making sure I got this right. Uh, That's th- what I heard. Point, so he's making 3.375 is AAV. He's getting 3.25 the first next season, excuse me, 3.5 in the possible lockout year, which is interesting because usually it'd be the other way around. He put the heavier money up front, the second year would be less. But I guess he's just betting on the fact that the players and the league and everything will but be okay. This just leaves it, and I don't want to stray from Carolina because this is a big move. You're adding depth scoring, you're adding more talent, up which front, they need, which they do need because it can't just be Aho. Obviously, you lost a big piece in Furland. You did, unfortunately. Well, 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 we did. Well, excuse me, one year of Furland. You lost one good year of Furland, so you put it more up front. So that's important for Carolina. Now they still have they have a little under five million, so they could make some moves if they wanted to. Nothing drastic. They did sign players like Gustav Forsling. They had Hayden Fleury, who's probably going to go back down to the minors. I think, as of right now, I think they're going to sit. Well, you don't really, yeah, you don't need any more. I mean, if George Saul can have another comeback here, that'd be awesome. Well, what I am believing right now is that the Carolina Hurricanes are going to be sitting on their money, but if a situation does come up or if an offer does come up, that they're willing to maneuver things around. That's my understanding of it. Right. That's the kicker for that. Yeah. Um, kind of sticking in the playoff-ridden teams. Or teams that were in the playoffs, at least. Correct. Jordan Bennington re-signs with a $4.4 million a year by two years. Steal. This was a goaltender who easily should have been making 5 to $6 million just on the basis of what he was able to do between the pipes for the Blues, getting them all the way to the Stanley Cup final, and quintessentially, I'd say, probably being 50% of the reason why they won. It's... He had an incredible... He should... I understand the Calder Trophy and all the awards were voted on before the playoffs, but man, did he drag that team... Like I said, had that series not gone seven and they won in six games... Bennington may wear, may win the con Smythe. And then he has the opportunity to do what no goal only one goaltender's ever done before, excuse me. Kenny Dryden. Con Smythe trophy. Call the trophy. The only goaltender to ever do it in that order. Everyone's thought, well, Matt Murray probably could have done it in 2016, but, but NBC, it didn't NBC, work. NBC wanted <laughs> to give Crosby the con Smythe again. So they don't have they, control of that, but okay. Ovechkin did not deserve to win the Conn Smythe. Yes, he did. No, he did not. Yes, he did. He did not. Yes, he did. Braden Holtby, despite only playing in two last games in the... No. In the, We're not having this conversation. I'm Alexander Ovechkin should... He's a great player. I don't say he was the MVP. But I'd say so. He's an MVP during the regular season when he scores goals. In the playoffs, I believe that should have been somebody else. He did great in the Phil playoffs. Phil Kessel should have been a Conn Smythe Trophy winner, and you can't tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, well, now he's a coyote. He's a coyote where he's going to be MVP of that team because. Talking about. What's Clayton Keller going to do? Pass it up from the fourth line? 
Sorry. Phil Kessel on that team is a great thing. Oh, no, I'm glad. I mean, hey. However, I don't think Phil's going to have the amazing year that people like Elliot Friedman are believing him. Can we talk about, though? I think. Okay, sorry, go ahead. Well, this is my little quick soapbox on him. I think at at his core, Phil Kessel is always a second. What core? Have you seen his stomach? (laughs) Exactly. It's a bear, at his hot dog it's core. Bur- it's a burger. His hot dog belly. stand core. Exactly. Yes, there you go. That's better. He he's a second line player. He but he's going to get first line minutes in Phoenix. He is, he's a great player. He does phenomenal things with the puck. He really is a. He's point, got a he, shot. He, he gets. He's a, he, he's a. He's a. He's a good points getter. Huge That's on, at, huge the, on the at the end play. of the day. But I think him being in Arizona is just going to taint his record because. I think he's not ready for that first line role. Right. Um, but that being said, staying in the West now, as we go on a little bit further, the Colorado Avalanche made two signings, a signing and a re-signing. Andre Burakovsky signed with Colorado for one year, $3.25 million. It's a solid deal. Yeah, maybe, no. a, maybe a little bit more than they'd probably want. But, but then again, you have room after losing Kerfoot. Absolutely. And you put him on there. Of course, they got a member in the trade with Washington. So. Correct, and with that extra space, they also re-signed uh, JT Comfort for a four-year, uh, 3.5 AAV uh, deal. Right, so that's, I mean, JT Comfort, who played big minutes in the playoffs, you're adding depth pieces to your lineup, and that's fair. those are fair deals, I would say. They're not overly egregious, they're not outlandish, but, sorry, I'm looking at the stats of Bennington, kind of looking around at, like, other goaltenders of his caliber, and what they're getting paid. Let's put it this way. Devin Dubnik. I know, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not trying to fray with the What the hell are you talking about? I'm going back to Bennington because I think it's, just, it's a huge deal that nobody's talking about. Andre Vasilevsky, when he was signed to his $3.5 million contract, he was not a starting goaltender yet. Ben no. Bishop was still in the reins. Correct. Now, when that Vasilevsky's contract's up, hello, nurse. That bank account's going to get full. But Devin Dubnik if he keeps is, it up. is making 4.3333. Yes, that's true. Pecorine, who had a 2.42 goals against and a 9.18 in 56 games played. He's making $7 million. Tukarask is making $7 million. Gold t- Sergey Bobrovsky is making 7.425. Now, I'm not comparing Bennington to Sergey Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky's obviously done a lot longer than Bennington. But in terms of numbers in a contract year, you would think Bennington making more. But I think Bennington and Doug Armstrong. Doug Armstrong, he is... The fact that he didn't win GM of the year, I am sorry. The Pro Hockey Rider Association should be wiped and restarted. Okay? <laughs> I Why? Think because I need a job. Second I, of all... I think they should just give the voting rights to somebody else. But that's just... Well, me. they always say, like, the... the most valuable general manager is one that wins the cup every year. Yeah, sometimes you can fray from that. But, but the Doug same Armstrong time. was able to keep this team together and intact and retool to win. Exactly. He didn't hit the panic button, he, which a lot of GMs would have done. He lost his captain and star player, and he got them to the playoffs. Yes. He did exactly what he needed to do. He brought Bennington in, and now he signs him to a steal of a contract. Now, yes, will Bennington have a sophomore slump? Who knows? Brayden Holtby did. Remember that first good playoff year where the eight seed Capitals or the seven seed Capitals beat the Bruins, and he was the, the talk of the town coming up from Hershey. Had a bad second year. 
Matt Murray didn't. Matt Murray won the Stanley Cup. Will Jordan Bennington have a great year again? Bennington's hungry. He wants to be better. I agree. He should prove that he's worth more than 4.4. That's why he only signed a two-year contract as well. Now, I'm not right. saying this is a bridge deal for a goaltender. It's not. It's a contract to say, all right, I'm going to make sure I can do this a little bit longer because it took me this long to get here. Well, I think also, too, it's the team as well. So, well, you did a, you had a great year, so we're going to reward you. But at the same token... We're not going to give you the bank. We're not going to give you term. We're not going to give you five, six million dollars a year. Yeah. So, yet. Correct. So if, if you can prove that you can do it consistently. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He can, if he can... And this also also depends on how well the team plays in front of him. If he can do this for two more years, and if if he can keep St. Louis on the defensive end as a competitive as a competitive hockey team going to the playoffs, then he will get Bobrovsky money. If he can keep it, Bobrovsky. If he can money. keep his goals against under two point three the next two years and about a nine twenty and a well above average save percentage. Oh yeah, that cash is coming in. Boatloads. They're, well, bringing, yeah, they're backing what, up that Brinks truck, man. Yeah, because think about what Bobrovsky's making, and he didn't even win the cup. He didn't want a darn thing. Exactly. Bennington's going to, if he then does again, this. again, that Columbus team was if he does destined this, to lose. If he does it for two more years, he's getting 10. There's no question ah, about it. It's a lot of money. Or at least seven. He's going to get close to Bobrovsky, yes. If if he can get paid what Pecorino and Tukaras can get made, because I'll be honest with you. You now, also have to remember Pecorino and and, uh, and Tukarask when, when they signed their contracts. They were at the top story. of their game. Yes. They were at the top of their game. That's why Bennington's going to sign on top of his game. So when he turns thirty years old, that contract's going to look like garbage. Yep, Tukarask and uh, Pecorino is just Mabrowski and uh, speaking of Bennington overpaid now. goaltenders, where's Carey Price's stats? <laughs> <laughs> oh, down the list he is. Okay, that is true. Um, hey, Ryan Paling. Montreal Canadiens future scored a goal in the WD League last night. Yeah. That's all I got. I follow their Twitter and they post goals. Talking about the future and Canadian players, there was an article Reese released by none other than at Luke Fox Jukebox. Luke Fox. Juice Box. Luke Fox, the Jukes Box hero. He, Juice Box, Jukes Box. Who gives us? He gives released a an article. For those of you that have not read it, Sportsnet, uh, we will uh, Sportsnet.ca slash hockey slash NHL slash NHL. Don't try to agencies. get the whole thing. No, <laughs> Sportsnet.ca. Luke Fox wrote an article talking about the latest RFA rumors. Correct. The top fifteen, and he puts Braden Point at number one. Why? Because let's be honest, Braden Point had a pretty good year last year, but ninety-two points. That's 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 solid. For a guy that was making under seven hundred grand, he was making a hair above minimum, guys. Then again, it's an ELC, right? And Braden Point wasn't necessarily a humongous prospect coming out of coming up into the NHL. He wasn't, but but he, he was solid. He adapted. The problem is, so pretty much he goes to the list. We'll get to a couple other guys as well. He he was talking about where Braden Point, what the latest is on it. The thing is, is that and. From the athletic Joe Smith at Joe Smith TB for Tampa Bay, he said talking about Braden Point. Other than Braden Point, the other main rostered Lightning RFA not signed yet is Adam Ernie. Ernie didn't file for arbitration, so those are the two guys they have. Here is the problem, and Luke Fox makes a very good point about this. They have to sign Braden Point and Adam Ernie. 
and all they have right now, I'm going to click the team right now to make sure I can say this right, make sure I have the right number as of right now. They have a grand total of five, just under $5.6 million yep. to pay for Braden Point and Adam Murray. Now, guess, yes, Adam Murray's a bottom six guy. He'll never, I don't think he'll ever develop into a top tier player. Now, granted, nope. they will they will be putting Ryan Callahan a long-term IR, which gives them an extra $5.8 million. However, you're telling me that you can pay for Braden Point and another guy that's going to get a couple million in Adam Ernie for a grand total of, quick math in my head, $11.4 million. Yes. Is Braden Point taking a pay cut? Because, man! Well... His okay. Here's here's the thing. His agent says that he loves playing in Tampa, and there is well, yeah. Look at the, the team there, and there there's the story that's basically going on that the reason that Alex Mark Bergevin went after Sebastian Aho with the offer sheet on uh, July first was because Braden Point said first said no first, right? Because Braden Point, he's, he was going to ask for more. Look, if you look at the deal, yes, Braden Point's going to want more than $8.5 million. No, not just that is the fact. No, it, talking about loyalty, not just money-wise. Well, it'd take a lot of money to pull him out of that is what you're trying to say. Correct. So I don't think I don't think anyone's going to offer sheet. It's the fact that can Julian Breezewa figure this out. I think you're so. You're paying and, Tyler Johnson $5 million a year. Right, you are, and that that's one of the bad deals that they Through have. Through 2024. But, you... Okay, he's got, they have, what, $11 million left? Alex Kalorn's a 40-point guy, and he's making $10 million a point. Yeah, they got... <laughs> or he's making a million dollars a point. Okay, but here's the thing, though. They got $11 million left. Sorry, 100000 a point. I'm, my math is wrong. $11 million left, just around, okay? Yes. They... And Point's going to want nine. He's going to sign for seven. You think he's going to take that big of a pay cut? I think he's not Kevin LeBanc. I think he's, he's not going to get one million dollars for a year. He's going to sign for seven, and that Joe Schmo is going to sign for two. Here's the problem: it's not like he's a kind of a player that you can give a bridge deal for, unless you're. But he wants it though. But he, he he's what, open to anything from a bri- two-year bridge deal to a five-year deal. Here's the problem: or even an eight-year lockup. Look look at these contracts for Tampa right now. Okay. Yeah, because don't forget, next year, Alex, Mikhail, Mikhail Zergachev is an RFA after next year. Okay? Correct. Luke Shen's a UFA. That's a big deal. No. but It is a big deal. The only the next contract, the next big player for Tampa whose contract goes up, Anthony Sorella could be a player on the rise. I'm not going to say anything about that. He's, only making, he's an RFA after next season. But it's when Andre Palat's contract ends at the end of the 2021-22 season. Where he's making 5.3. If you can make it a three-year bridge deal, I guess, if your point. Because, yes, Kucherov's making nine and a half. Stammer's making eight and a half. Trojan's making $5 million. Andre Palat's a UFA in 22-23. Right. Yeah, his last... His oh, last I thought, I thought you were saying... So he's got three years. Oh, okay. I thought, you're, I thought you were saying that his contract Donnie ended Gorg's up... Donnie Gorg's 5.17. Gosh, did Stevie just decide, hey, I'm going to sign these guys to stupid contracts because I know Kenny Holland's ears are coming up here, so when that time comes, I'm going to be out of here. Okay, but same token, though, look at the weird numbers, though. There's a reason for everything. Yanni Gord at 5.1666 repeating. 
you could have gotten that a lot less. You you could have, and he went from a one million dollar jump to a f- because he had a sixty four point season. Is I mean, wait, Stevie was the president there. No, he was GM. Oh, was he GM? The thing is that okay. it's just annoying to see that they would pay that much just because of one player. Now, granted, yes, Stevie's a wizard, and he'd be able to make it work. Can Breezewell make this work? It's a possibility. Ah, you have to make a move somewhere. You have to. Mm, da- okay. What's Alex Kalorn's trade worth? Is Tyler John... I, I, you gotta look Kalorn's at... Kalorn's trade value is up there, I would say. If worse comes to worse... For a 40, not even 50-point player... The last time the guy ever hit over 50 points was playing Deerfield Academy in prep in high school. Well... He never even did that in college. Now, granted, yes, playing the Ivy League is a little different for some players. It's a smaller schedule and stuff like that. But he's never been able to really put up a bunch of points. But yet, for some reason, Stevie thought, hey, this guy is good. We should sign him for a lot. Now, at that time, yes, they had the cap room. They didn't have Kucherov's contract. They didn't have Ryan McDonough at his stupid 6.75. Right. I just, I love Stevie to death, but boy, did he really set this team up for a disaster waiting to happen. Well, okay. So in this situation, we have to talk about who can they trade. Are we also going to talk about the fact that he signed Moritz Sider to stupid We're not talking about about that. performance bonuses that could end up at the end of his ELC costing the Red Wings over $5 million? <laughs> We're not talking about it. He must be thinking that he's not going to be well because that's a lot of money to be paying a rookie defenseman. That's fine. Jan Ruta, you could trade. It's a possibility. Where are you looking? Are you looking the American League? No, I'm looking at their... Oh, their defense. Their defenseman, yes. Okay, Alex, you need to have a defense core. Listen, unless you want Luke Witowski and Luke Shen as your bottom six pair. I mean, Sergachev's still a good player. I mean, Oh, Sergachev's a great player. He's going to... That's it. That's another problem. So, like I said, he's going to be an RFA next year. Guess who's going to head to arbitration? Well, I don't, I don't think he can, actually. Is he arbitration eligible? I'm not he sure. He is... No, he's not. He will not be arbitration but eligible. But Louis so. Domingue's going off your books. You shouldn't re-sign him. Screw Louis no, Domingue. No, they're not going to. Wait. No, he's got one more year. You're talking about oh, you're talking about after next I'm year. I'm talking after next year. Oh, okay. I was about to say he's got one that's, more year. That's over a, that's just over a million that you're getting off your books. Who is hitting waivers? It ain't gonna be McElhenney. Uh you could get rid of Packett. You don't need him. Packett well, Packett played some big minutes down the stretch. Piercing, that's like that's like Nickel and diamond, man. You're not. You got to get rid of something big here. Then you got to make. Then you're you got, looking yes, at. You got rid of J T. Miller. That's a huge move. It's then a huge you're looking at move. one player, and it's Kalorn. It's Kalorn or that's, Johnson. It's Kalorn or Johnson. Nobody's taking Johnson's contract though. That's the problem. Unless you retain. Because, including this upcoming season, he has five million dollars for five more years. UFA in 2024. That's what happens, boys and girls. When you get 70 points in one season. Correct. And making it to the Stanley Cup Finals gets you a lot of money. So. Kalorn's going to be your scapegoat, and you're going to have to throw change with him. I just... And you're losing Louis Domingue, so that just gives you an extra little bit of pocket change to deal but with. But ta- we're talking about the now, we're talking about the now though, with Braden Point. If Braden Point is willing to take like a five, you know, three by five for a bridge, because two by five I don't think is going to work. 
two by five, you'll still be in trouble for that third year. Don't forget, you're t- you're missing an entire year of hockey. They're projecting you're, you're possibly going to miss an entire year. Of hockey. Excuse me, the the possible lockout, possible probable tomato tomato. Okay, yeah. but it's hard to look at that and say Tampa can get it done. They'll be fine. But they can though. That's the weird part. Are you not going to sign Adam Ernie? It's possible. Are you going to let? Are you going to make him sit? Look, are you going to at least trade the boy? Let him play. You could trade him, yeah. You, I mean, don't trade him for a sixth rounder. Sure. You're, yeah, conditional sixth. That if he signs with the team, the team gets the Tampa gets the sixth. That's yeah. the condition. Because I really don't know what. Because well, yeah. Do. He, it sucked for Adam Ernie to be going playing some in a he different did, he league. Just a, he played a lot. He he played some. He played quality minutes for Tampa down the stretch. Right, but at the same token, though, look at how many forwards that they have right now. But it's so tough to look at your top six or your top. Uh, yeah, top six making, and eventually with point your top seven making over four million dollars. Well, all of them you have. There's not a well, single player on there that's making... No, yes, last year was different because, well, they had Kalorn, Stamkos, Kucherov, yada, 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 with Braden Point making an ELC. But you can't have that anymore. And Anthony Sorelli will not be on an ELC next year. Maybe they sent... Well, Danik Martel, is, he's going down to... Well, that's not a problem. Those guys, yeah, they'll be <clears throat> scratches or down with Syracuse. That's not a problem. Those are guys are on the ELCs. You can't move them. Okay? No, no, no. I was talking about Danik Martel. Martel's not on his ELC. Oh, that's right. Shoot. Well, he can go on waivers if he needs to. Exactly. I don't know if that's a one-way. Is it a one-way? I believe it's a two-way. Er, that being said, so it's an extra $7,000. It is a two-way, yes. But the Do point, you have the possibility of losing Adam Ernie? Yes. Should you trade him? Yes. You probably should, yes. Because, because Braden Point's going to cost at least $5 million. Or if you can find a way to get rid of Johnson and retain a little less than half. If you can Here's retain, question, if you can retain two, if you can convince the team to take two, and I'm just gonna take a look at the draft picks. They have all of them for the next three years, including Vancouver's, which is a conditional. There's, I'm not gonna get in the condition on that one. They also have Nashville's seventh rounder in 2021. Who cares? You have contracts you can give to to convince teams, like how the Leafs gave up the first round pick to get rid of Marlowe. I understand. You did a lot, and that's a lot to give up just to get rid of a bad contract, but that's 6.25 you had to get rid of. Right. Tyler Johnson, that's $5 million. All right, here's a first-round pick, and heck, even give Vancouver that conditional. Give up Vancouver's conditional Yeah, pick. well, I was If look- you want that captain, how bad do you want Braden Point? He's a great player. How if, if bad anything, do you want him? If anything, I see Tyler Johnson going to Philly. They have their- well, I don't care where he goes. It's the fact of the matter is you need to get rid of it. Which... Hello, Columbus. Yeah. Cap space supreme. They need to take, heck, Ottawa. Ottawa needs. Actually, now that I think about it, Tyler Johnson to Columbus. Yeah, sure. Ottawa will take Tyler Johnson for a bag of pucks. You want to know why? Because they need to hit the floor. They need money. That is true. We need to pay for people. I mean, look at all these. I'm kind of, I'm trying to think of teams that still have to hit the floor here. Here are three no, only one. Pardon me. Ottawa has finally hit the floor. They are at sixty point eight six million dollars. Winnipeg Jets are the only team that needs to hit the floor. However, like I've always said, the last month or so, Patrick Laine, Andrew Kopp, Kyle Connor, they will not have no problem hitting the floor. Correct. It'll be an easy day. They'll be smashing Who through the, the floor. Who the heck did Ottawa? 
I forgot who Ottawa got to get the... Oh, right. They took on Artem Nisimov's contract. Yes. Do we, uh, I guess we can quickly mention that. Well, yeah. Uh, so, Zach Smith was... No, tra- not Zach Smith. Former waiver send-down Zach Smith. Sorry. Zach Smith was traded to Chicago for Artem and Nisimov. Yes, 4.55 and... Artem and Nisimov. Yes. Remember we're talking so, about Alex Kalor making 4.45? 4, 4. How about Artem and Nisimov, who had 145-point season? Which was the best of his career. Oh, he had 81 points back in Hartford back in 2008-2009. That was worth $4.5 million, isn't it, Alex? You just got to remember, Ty. Chicago. Woo! Well, Chicago. I'm actually going to take a look at theirs now because I am curious to see where they are at now. A they're, team that's... They're they in have, good space. They have a little They have a little over three. But then again, they really don't need to get anyone. Right. Zach They're, Smith was making 3.25. You're taking it was a kind of a dumb deal. Well, here's it's the more thing. or less it's more or less Zach's they're getting rid of Zach Smith, who's making 3.25, to take on a bigger contract. The kicker was that this trade happened after Artem Anisimov had a signing bonus. And everyone's like, Artem Anisimov shouldn't have a signing bonus. Well, it's the NHL and Stan Bowman is interesting. Well, here's the thing though. Everyone's saying, oh, Chicago's gonna be the, the great team to watch out for. Watch out for Chicago. They're gonna be the, the team to look at. Why not? I you guess. have you have arguably now, if Corey Crawford can stay healthy, a fantastic goaltending tandem, albeit for a year. You still have Brent Seabrook and Keith Dunkey are getting old, but you got you have Calvin DeHaan now. Can Olimod have a resurgence? I don't know. You have Eric Gustafson who can play some decent minutes on the back end. Patty Kane is still Patty Kane. Jonathan Taves is still Jonathan Taves. Yeah, you have Brandon Shaw and Andrew Shaw. Brandon Saad and Andrew Shaw, excuse me. Yeah. Hey. You still have to Shod. bring you have to bring Cat one more year on his ELC. Can Dylan Strom finally pick it up? I don't know. Drake Kajula played some big minutes last year. You do have to re-sign Brandon Perlini. Hopefully that's not a huge deal. But I think the the Hawks the Hawks win this deal, the fact that they lose a million, they, they, get, they gain a little over a million dollars. Yeah. And Ottawa need to hit the floor. And with and with Zach Smith, they weren't. However, they should understand that Milan Lucic could be on the market. Yeah. Give, so, uh, give Edmonton a couple later on picks. Edmonton will be wet, ready and willing to get rid of that dumb contract. Right. So let's keep moving down the list a little bit. Um, we are, we talked, he has Mitch Marner listed as number two. We're not going to talk about him because we talk about him all the time. What do you mean? We never t- we never talk about Mitch Marner and how the fact that I just nope nope nope. Someone get this. Someone is that the smoke alarm off? Because my ears are having smoke come flying out of them. Thinking of Darren Ferris and Mitch Marner not stepping in and saying I want to play. Number three listed is Miko Rantanen. This is someone that needs to be re-signed and Colorado needs this player. They absolutely do. I will say this. Need is a very strong word. Rantanen is a very... And they have the money to do it. It's yeah, they got over $16 million. They, okay, they'd be stupid to not re-sign him. I think right now, while well, talking about Fox Deal, the latest is um, Rantanen, he could have been re-signed before the season, but he chose not to. And then he had a, a great year. Well, that's why. He's going to get paid a lot more than McKinnon. And trying to look at the latest. I could see him making seven. Well, Sackick says he's going to be here for a long time. And he said it's not an issue about cap space. It could be term. That is it, a big one. Well, it, cause, well also, 
Oh, no, I'll let you have your talk. Well, don't forget, McKinnon got signed on the ridiculous deal. At, that, at the point he signed that contract, he was worth only $6.3 million. He's not worth that anymore. It's going to be trying to figure out how to maneuver around when McKinnon's contract goes up. Now, granted, not until 2023, but Landis Cog is up in two years. You have, let's see, Burakovsky for a year. And listen, the... Yes, Jonas Donskoy may not be worth $3.9 million, but that's neither here nor there. The idea is that you're going to get Ranton in a fair deal that'll keep him long-term. You're looking at about a 7 by 8 or 8 by 7 No, has no excuse, 7 years, 8 mil. That's a fair contract, I would think. Now, Ranton's going to want more. He's going to want 9.5. He's going to want 10. But if Joe Sackett can wheel and deal, it'll be great. But don't forget, of course, next season will be a little tough. You have to re-sign Zadorov, who's kind of betting on himself with a small contract. A couple years from now, you'll have Kale McCarr's contract that'll come up. So they're going to have to be careful on what they do when they do it. Right. And, of course, you're also betting the fact that Philip Grubauer can be your starting goaltender. Hey! But, Ranton, he wants to get money. He deserves to. I don't know if he he's does. Worth, I don't know if he's worth double digits. No. I want... But he has shown that he deserves to be a long-term member of this hockey club in Colorado. At least a 5 by 8 That's what I think. 5 by 8 I think that's fair enough. It's a fair deal. It gives them a solid amount of term. So that'll be great. It, so it, they'll, have to sign, get... they'll have to sign McKinnon and Ranton in back-to-back years. Good. But we'll hope, you're hoping at that point it's like 90 mil of the salary cap. You're just praying uh, at that point. Well, I guess you could do 6 by 8 no, what I'm saying is though that's, is that that's the inevitable is what happened. They have Landeskog in a couple of years, and they're gonna have as long as after just a don't after do that, four, and then Rantanen. It's just gonna be just the money is gonna be gone by the end of it. Just don't do four because then just in your forwards alone you have four UFAs. Yeah, McKinnon, Comfer, Donskoy, and then Mikko Rantanen. Will Comfer ever jump up in the top four or top six? I'm not sure. He like I say played really well. He played really well with Kerfoot at times. He's solid. He's solid, yes. Will he ever be a 60, 70 point guy? No. He's, Maybe, but here's with, the thing, with though, the he role doesn't that need he's to. gonna roll that with the role he's gonna play, I don't think so. Correct. Yes. They they don't they're not they didn't sign him for three point five million dollars to be a top scorer. To, to be a top scorer. They signed him to be a solid player that can can keep this team competitive. And I think that's honestly what he's done, and that's one of his biggest traits is that he's just a solid player. It's sometimes it's hard to to find those. Um, moving down the list, we have at number four Matthew Kachuk. He's staying in Calgary. That's going to be interesting because according to Luke Fox, the latest he believe you know with Kachuk looking at Matthew's five year deal, it could be a possibility according to Luke Fox that Matthew Kachuk could be the highest paid player on the Calgary roster, which uh, it's, it's not. Hard. It's not hard to say that. Because the top two are tied at Johnny Goudreau and Mike Giordano at 6.75. And Giordano's getting old. He is. He's how 30. Many years, how many years he's he got? 35 years old, and he's got uh, this year and two more after before his UFA. You know he's going to try to get that 35-plus contract, that's for sure. He but will try. That's going to be a lot. And also, he's a no-trade clause. But then and, he's the captain, so why would you want to trade him? Matthew Kachuk was also quoted during the year saying Austin changed it, giving the fact that the bar, he changed the bar. Just going with the approach of a five-year deal, maybe people haven't seen in a couple of years, but it's not uncommon. Guys used to do that all the time. He definitely set the bar for this year. 
pretty much saying Matthew Kachuk is comparing himself to another Matthew. Yeah. He's comparing himself to... How dare he? Matthew Um, Kachuk compare himself to the cover athlete for NHL 20. Brought to you by Electronic Arts Sports. Well, here's my thing about it. He's a great player. He's a great player, but does Calgary want five years? I would say try to get him for six. Oh, you, you, here's, well, because I, I don't want to, a fair, I think five's a fair deal. Cause let's be I honest, don't, you don't, don't know how sign I, him at the, I don't have to worry. Now, it's the longer you sign a guy, you're taking the chance that he may digress Tyler Johnson, but I'm trying to go with here. But at the same token, do I want to worry about Matthew Kachuk and Noah Hannafin at the same time? That's mm, yes, the big you, problem. You want to know why? Yes. You want to know why Alex? Why? Noah Hannafin is here. Kachuk eh, is up here. There's your priorities there. I'd rather lose Noah Hannafin than Matthew Kachuk. Now, granted, this is all coming after a 77-point season. What'd I say? It's not what you said. It's what went in my head. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know where you're going with that. But the point of the matter is he's got a 77-point year, and this is what happens. You have a great year of your contract year, and guess what? Now you're going to get paid. If he had only made, if he only had scored like his first two years, sub-50 points... He's not he's not asking for Matthews type money. He's not asking for that kind of a deal. But I am intrigued of what they're going to do. It's a possibility, but you know what else is a possibility? What? Matthew Kachuk going to Ottawa. Eh? That ain't gonna happen. Eh? Calgary is gonna pay for Matthew Kachuk. Are they? Are they? It'll be It'll be tough. It'll be a tight squeeze. Given the fact that they have 9.4 left in cap space. They, I guess, is the Sam Bennett experiment over with? Are you going to bother going for David Rich? Is John Gillis going to be your backup? Are you prepared to sign TJ Brody and Travis Hamannick and Michael Stone after next year? All I'm saying is this. You got two options. Either you give Matthew Kachuk no, the money that he wants. No, he's not going to Ottawa. He's not going to Ottawa. Either you give Brad him the, Treliving, either you give him the money that he wants, and it's like putting a drag queen into Spanx, or he's going to Ottawa. He's not going to Ottawa. Brad Treliving is not an idiot. He's gonna sign Matthew Kachuk. He's just trying to get it down to where it could work for the team. I'll turn into uh oh, what's his name? The oh, the basketball guy. Stephen A. There's two options here. All right. He either. No, three options here. Either he plays for the team that he wants to play he for. He plays Calgary. for the team that he wants to. Or he doesn't at all and goes joins his brother. That, that's what I'm saying. It's this preposterous. Is, this is a family matter. What fell off the table? <laughs> Something fell off the table. Canadian team. Oh, the, the old ink cartridge. Okay. That's <laughs> him. Like, what? Preposterous. Either he wants to play for the team he wants to play for. Or play you're for you're trying to get like you're closer to Barkley more than anything. It's terrible. When I listen it's to the radio, it's boost that the Knicks could sign Kevin Durant. Preposterous! 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 Prometheus, the alien movie. Preposterous! I love Stephen A. He's freaking hilarious. Him and Skip Bayless, two very dumb hot take guys. Those are your guys you ever want to listen to. No, he's freaking... He's smart. He's just funny. He's just... I don't know. He knows what he is. He knows not what he does, but he knows what he is. The the last real notable one could be Brock Besser, but he's not going anywhere. He's not. 
He's, he's the face of the franchise. He's getting. He signed. could listen if it's not. And Luke Fox says, and I I could kind of agree with this. If it's not a bridge deal that he's going to get, Brock Besser may be the highest paid player on the Canucks, which is going to be great when Elias Pettersson's contract's up because guess who's going to be the highest paid player for the Canucks then? Elias Pettersson. Oh well, yeah, because he's an All Star. I mean, he's. He's Vancouver's line A, Vancouver's Matthews, whatever you want to call it. Will, he have, a, will he have a slump in his third year, though? That's the question. Here's has the problem. A they only have $5 million, so he would not be the – unless you made a move, if you could somehow dump Louis Erickson's contract. Yeah. You just got to remember, though, that Josh Levo's making $5 million after this year. Okay? There's no question about it. He's a solid player. Deserves $5 million. Him and shotgun Jake Vertanen. <laughs> Heck Yeah. I see, you know, it's funny because um, Jared Vertanen, Jake's brother, played for Calvin College last year. Yeah. And I remember the first game they played him, Jared Vertanen comes in. I'm like, Jared Vertanen, brother to uh, Vancouver Canucks forward, shotgun Jake Vertanen. And then and I remember and Thomas laughed because the way it sounds is great. Shotgun. Shotgun Jake Vertanen. And then we went to break or it was intermission or something like that. He's like, why do you call him Shotgun Jake Vertanen? I'm like, well, he scored so few goals when he first started out that there was like a bunch of fans that started shotgunning beers whenever he scored a goal because he never scored. So he shotgun Jake Vertanen because they shotgun beers when he scored. And he had a decent year last year, so people probably got a little drunk when they watched him. Hey, made for a rowdy crowd, and that's what we're about. <laughs> Especially in Rogers. Wasn't Center. the Vancouver? No, that was, uh, no, it's Rogers. Rogers. No, no that's Rogers Arena. Oh, that's right. Well, no, or is it Rogers Place? I don't know. One of the Rogers arenas. No. It's but, like fifth well, third. It's fifth Van- third ballpark Van- and then it's fifth third field. And Wasn't Vancouver also the same rink where a few years ago, I forgot, a guy scored a couple goals and someone threw the bra on the ice? Yes, it was. <laughs> Vancouver fans, you either show up. Two things happen with Vancouver fans. They either don't show up at all and sell all their tickets to fans who have to find a taxi to get down to the arena because Lyft and Uber are not a thing. Right, you stupid. Or... They all show up and lose their dang minds. 2011. Either they don't show Bras up. Bras on the ice. Either they Shotgunning don't, beers. Either they don't show up or they show them. How do you shot? How do you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. How do you shotgun a cup of beer? Is that why Is that why they really have to put the sippy, like the tops on the beer when they sell them at the arena so they can't have the ability to shotgun them? They so cut uh, the bottom of the cup open and search. Well, shotgun. no, you you just stab the, the, the lower half of the, the cup. The cup. <laughs> and then it just it doesn't like ooze it doesn't go crazy like a shotgun of can of beer but, you gotta suck well, on it actually I don't know dude okay Vancouver fans in your arena that is has Rogers before and then either arena or place after because we don't remember. I think it's Rod- no because it it's Rogers place because their arena the the name before it was GM place so that's when and Rogers arena is Edmonton pardon the innuendo but you gotta really suck on that beer <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get it all out guys Every ounce of it. But no, like, do they sell... Because some arenas sell cans still. Not all arenas. Like, 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 the, they, like special beers they do. Not like yes. your, not your draft... Yes. Not your draft your craft, or your, your blues. Your craft and local beers, probably. In cans. But at the same token... I know a lot of arenas... I know they... Well, they open them up already for you. So you can't throw them full. That's, that's the reason why whenever you go to an arena, you get a can or a water bottle... They open up the top for you. Most, well, some arenas do. Like some, like minor leagues, don't for bottles of water. But like you go to the Sky Dome or you go to the, the Leafs game, they make sure that it's not an open bottle. Because then, it can, well, yeah, because they can use it as a weapon. Yeah, 
Like, remember when Kalisto got hit with a water bottle in 205? Jesus. She's lying on the ground, whap, right in the face with her water bottle. And then the WB <laughs> came to Grand Rapids. I'd like three couple bottles of water, please. We have to give you in cups. Open cups. Why? Because, well, we can't let them throw it. Oh, they're going to throw them from up here. <laughs> I mean, it's this bull. One guy had an arm, okay? I'm sorry. These things will be empty. You know what would have been better? If Kalisha was just lying on his back and someone in the first row just spiked it on his face. Just no, like, just, just, I, I hate 205 Live. Well, that guy, that's Chinese like, water torture, American water torture, boom, nuclear. <laughs> nuclear water bottle throw. Make no sense. Rockbusters, gotta get paid. Hey, Ty. Hey, Ty. <laughs> oh, oh, this show is off the rails. Cut the train. Uh, you should say <laughs> you're not supposed to cut the train that's off the rails, but you know what? Your execution's poor because you know you just skip weeks, you know, whenever. I'm busy. And I'm oh, gonna yeah. be and I'm gonna be busier. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Are yeah. you now? Are you now? I'm going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're not as busy as some Leaf fans though, Alex, this past week. People taking to the Twitters and complaining. Oh, Lord. This, this conversation. All right, then, ladies. William Nylander. William Nylander. Little Bill. Little Willie. Don't call him Willie. Little Willie. Changed number. 29. Remember, he was also 62 and 39 before that. But he changed 29 to 88. His number he wore back in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And everybody... Under the Leafs Nation's sun, lost it. They did. I'm talking Jay Onright, lose it. That's what they did. Yes. I, Yahoo Sports was kind enough to put it together a piece by Kyle Cant- Cantlin. Yahoo Cantlin. Sports. Yahoo Sports Canada. It's reliable. He, he, made a, he wrote a report on it, okay? <laughs> SBC Global Sports. SBC Global. Hey, you know what? I could have gone to SB Nation, but they... Yahoo! Sports. So, some of the comments, because everyone lost their mind because, oh my gosh, he's wearing Eric Lindros's number. Remember Eric Lindros? Concussion guy? That guy. Eric Lindros, who, if I'm not mistaken, didn't even put up 500 goals. I'm actually going to look that up right now. I mean, he only played, like, what, 30-some games? Well, hold on. I'm, I'm just going to get his stats right here. Make sure he had, he had a grand total of 372 goals, 865 points in 760 games. Did not even hit a 1,000. Because don't forget, guys, he missed a lot of time with concussions, and, of course, he skipped an entire year, but that's neither here nor there. The kicker of the point, folks, is the fact that everyone lost their minds. Everyone's saying, oh, my gosh, he's not no Eric Lindros. You nope. know, and and of course, when you know when he announced that he was changing the sweater number, that he also said that Leafs Nate, he's gonna if you go to Real Sports, you can get your number, you can get it fixed, you can yeah. get number change. It's gonna be on William Nylander. and of course, you know, at Andrew I, I Quinta Quinta whatever, it's got a picture of a golden doodle as his profile picture. So it's, it's the picture's nice, but yeah, he says it, it's the least you could do. Hashtag overpaid. Let's see, Luke, the uh, play guitar 79 says, we aren't haters. He signed a contract far bigger than his worth and was absolute garbage on the ice. Hopefully he'll earn some respect this year. Okay. Andrew Schiller, or Schiller, 
Who cares what number? Just try not to give us another season of overpaid sweet boy like last year. Maybe show up and show up not to just skate around and wait for passes and hide from checks with a mad with a red face mad emoji. Remember, yeah, yesterday was hashtag World Emoji Day. Yeah. Louis, yeah, Louis Lamorello's absence is felt once again. Next thing you know, we'll have plugs wearing number 66 or something absurd. Just everyone lose their mind. If Chris Johnson, of course, saying if this even Chris Johnson came out and said, okay, this is dumb, guys. If this is accurate, the people are losing their minds, you must all log off. Yeah. But it's, it's I think it was stupid. Let let him change his number. You should have to earn people are saying you have to earn a number change, especially one like this. Will this number make you work for that seven million a season? He and wanted to change the number, his number to the number that he played with when he was a Sweden. kid. Yeah, when he was a kid. Hop I, off it. I worked. If I change my number, if I say oh, I start say if, the hypothetical, you know, dream if of you mine. Played if the, for fa- the, if the yeah. fantasy ever happened where I came in, I had to wear forty eight because William Nanner was wearing twenty nine, and then he changed twenty nine, so I changed my number to twenty nine. Who are you, Felix Potvin? Who you think you're good or something? You think you're Mike Vernon? No, I wore 29 because that's what I wore as a kid. Yes, because of guys like Mike Vernon and Felix Potvin, but that's because that's what I wore. Well, here's the thing. Look at basketball. How many people that don't play for the Chicago Bulls wear the number 23? A lot. Because they want to know why? Because Because they want to be like Mike. Well, that's a little different, I guess you can say, because that's William Zena. Now, I'm not saying William Nylander when he's playing in Sweden, like, I'm going to be Eric Lindros, because I'm sure he realized looking at his dad, I'm like, I'm not Eric Lindros. He was not the biggie. He was, well, Lil Willie. <laughs> but, Lil Willie. But, thankfully, we had some statistics that were given out from our good friend Mike Stevens from the Leafs Nation. He was kind enough to put together, the title of it was A Brief Collection of Leafs with More Games Played Than Eric Lindros, Who Your Uncle Didn't Get Mad At. <laughs> That's a great title. Oh, All right, boy. you ready for these? There's only a few of them here. Nick Spalling. Who? Remember, he got Does, he was he was involved in the trade with San Jose that gave that sent Roman Polak over. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. But anyway, no, sorry, him and no, he came over from Colorado. Him Wait, and Roman. This Polak is a list of players that have played less. No, that played more than Eric Lindros. Eric Lindros played a grand total of 33 games where he put up 22 points. He was injured okay. in the 0506 season. Okay. I'm ready. Nick Spalling, 35 games. How many points, Alex? 12. 12? That's at most. 7. Okay, solid. At 7 points, 35 games. What number did he wear, Alex? Uh, 32. Number 16. Same number as good old Darcy Tucker, Nikolai Borshevsky, and even Tim Horton when he was a rookie. And Mitch Marner. And Mitch Marner now, yes. Tim Gleason. Alex, how many games did he play for? Remember, Tim Gleason, famous guy that got traded, was traded for John Michael Lyles before, after the warm-up of the Winter Classic. Uh, 43. Close. 39. Close. How many points did he have, Alex? Uh, nine. Five. I'm getting closer. The number he wore was number eight. Other players that wore number eight, Ronnie Ellis. Great Ronnie Ellis. Bob McGill and Ackieberg, who is only famous for doming Daniel Alfredson and Lisa Roffel. Yeah. Christian Hansen, son of Dave Killer Hansen. How many games did he play, Alex? 36. 42. Okay. Oh, it just keeps going up. Okay. Points as a Leaf in 42 games. Um, Four? Nine. Okay. Second line center, Christian Hansen. Nine points. Okay. 
former Leafs that have worn that number, Alex. Can you name? You should be able to name one. He was a goaltender that wore number twenty. Uh, number twenty. Oh, um, Belfour. Yep. Another guy that wore number twenty, George Armstrong. Ah, there's a big name. I don't think people lost their darn minds because, hey, it's Christian Anson, that's the son of Dave. He's a good hockey player. Sure. <laughs> he was the top guy. I played, remember playing Angel Slapshot as the Leafs, and Christian Anson was my second-line center. That's how bad the Leafs were, boys and girls. Igor Ozhiganov is the last one on this list. 47. 53. Ooh. How many points, Alex? Uh, th- uh, hold on. I should know this one. Seventeen. Had the seven, right? Just seven. Just seven. <laughs> in fifty-three games. Of course, then again, he didn't play a whole lot. Former Leaf that's also worn number ninety-two, the great Jeff O'Neill. Great. <laughs> but yet William Neal chooses eighty-eight, and everyone blows a gasket. Because they are saying, Oh, he's taking the number from a great player that played not even half a year for us. Woo! Steve Dangle said it best. It's because people just don't like William Nylander. I understand that. I don't necessarily agree with his reasoning why they don't like William Nylander. Well, but it's, it's the same way people are starting to lose favor of Mitch Marner. Because he didn't sign when he could have. He didn't sign early enough. People right. People are falling out of favor for Mitch Marner just because he hadn't signed yet. I, and I'm, Yes, I understand. Darren Ferris is pulling his strings. But the fact that Marner has stepped in yet, that's why people are going to fall out of favor. Let's be honest. If Marner doesn't put up over 80 points next year... I'm sorry, Boombirds are coming out at him. Right. I don't care if he's Toronto boy, want to play for the entire life, plays like Dougie, wears Tucker's number, I don't care. That is a big shoe to fill if you're going to get a crap ton of money. Yeah. The, we, boy, do we, I hope we, we, we all knew that when Willie, William Nylander signed that he was going to get a whole bunch of crap of it, oh, whether, well, whether he, or not he was going to have a good year. Uh, here's the thing. Even when, even when Mitch Marner has a great season next year with the Toronto Maple Leafs knock on wood, you better be knocking on wood when you say that. He's still going to have a tainted view of himself. Austin Matthews is not going to have a tainted view because he signed long before he had to. He signed early. There was a little bit, maybe. But for the kind of player that he is, he deserves it. You deserve to overpay for that kind of player. You have to. But the fact that, that the way it is, the fact that it's taking this long, the fact that nobody knows what's going on, the fact that Mitch Marner is doing 360s on a wake surf, on a wakeboard, Instead of negotiating a contract, let him have his summer. Come on. No, that's what I'm saying. But everyone's losing their mind because of that. They are. But it's just you. You're the player. What do you want? I told you we're not getting into it. We're not getting into it. What do you want? We're not getting into it. Next segment. (laughs) Next segment. (laughs) Can I get my scream out quickly so I can get up? Sure. (laughs) Are you good now? A little better. Next it's, segment. It's annoying. Next segment. The meat of the show. The main course. The main event of the evening. Oh, wait, are we, are we doing Bruce Buffer or are we doing Michael Buffer? No, we're doing, um, what's his name from TNA? Oh. The following contest is cut for one oh fall oh. and is the main event of the evening. Brought to you by our friends at Direct Auto Insurance. Oh, TNA, you're awful. You are the worst company ever. The icon, the man they call Sting. And Jeff drugged out party. Jeff Harvey. No, no, that that was... Yeah, I know, I know. 
Oh gosh. What what's his name that he was American like, Gladiators. Yeah, that guy. Oh Lord. Um Oh hey, Mike Hamilton called me. Um Hello, Mike. Michael Mike Hamilton, uh head coach of the Muskegon Lumberjacks. Mike what? Hamilton. Yeah, he just sent me an email. Tom Scott Bradford needs to move on and find a new space. <laughs> oh, he emailed you. He didn't call you. No, but he sent me his uh, phone number as well. Um, which, oh, meet the show. Main, main event of the evening. Changes to the game. Mike Adamley. That's who the American Giants host was. I'm sorry. I need. I had American Gladiator. What did, what did I say? American, oh, American, American Gladi- Giants. American Gladiators. The American the, Giants. That's what the football team name should be. The, the American, American Football Giants. Yes, you got to put football back in there. Yeah, because that's the American weird. Football Giants. Wait, no, yes. Sorry. Um. So, it's not August yet, but we're starting off hot. I don't say it's angry August yet, but we got we need to discuss some things. Now, the, the this part of the episode, if you guys want to... Not listen to it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. But this 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 part of the episode it's is the, going hey, to be it's the, it's the topic. It's the big point. It's of the, the show. topic of the day. Look at the title, guys. Look it's at the title. In the title. What are you going to make the title? What are you going to say next? Uh. <laughs> I'm not going to call it. Uh, Alex. Nope. You uh, lost your opportunity. Okay. You had, okay. You had ha- one chance. You had your chance. You said uh. Nope. Title. Change in the game. No, I want my change back. Eh, no, no, it was a good try. Thank goodness I change. Change. I'm trying to think of the, uh, how's the. I'm trying to think of how the, how the, not the Billy Addison, but the David Bowie song goes. The changes turn and face. Yeah. Changes. Yes. Okay. Fine. Ch changes. There it is. It's in. It's in there. No, let's just call it David Bowie. But. Talking about changes, changes to the game. Now, Tyler, to the game of hockey in the NHL in particular. NHL particular, because before we can't go with the double IHF rules, because well, I mean, we'll probably talk about some of those. But. Well, maybe you asked me before the episode to think about a couple of changes that I would have to the game, and I will start us. We want to talk about the rules, change the rules, or change a part of the game. Yes. Uh, well, that okay. <laughs> Well, because well, I guess par- it'll, I guess it's parts of the game and rules, rules stuff like I guess, that. We will make sure we specify what we're talking about. Yes. So I want to kick off with you one- can't kick off. This ain't freaking football. This ain't no dang football. All right, fine. Face we, off. We are. We are. Off. We're only a few weeks away from football season. Yeah, College football, man. Uh, fifty days. I'm excited. 50, well, fifty days from NFL football. College football, man. College football is better. I'm hoping I have a Saturday off here or there somewhere because, man, I'd love to go to a Michigan game this year. That would be awesome. Michigan Rutgers has got some cheap tickets right now. Well, yeah, because Rutgers, duh. Hey, knock on wood. Hopefully it's a win so we can go because <laughs> I'm 0-1. Um, Rich Rodgers not a good coach. That being said, I want to start this off with one thing that I've always thought about and defensive delay of game. The- okay. The concept of when a defender throws the puck over the glass uh, or just clear, del- or clear over clear over the glass or just a regular delay of game in the defensive zone results in a penalty shot where any one player on the ice of the opposing team can take the shot. It's so like a penalty shot. So I like the idea 
So you're saying, is it a choice or is that the actual rule? Rule. So the rule is if you get a delay a game, it's a penalty shot. Correct. Like as if you put your hand on the puck in the crease or knock the net off a delay a game. Correct. Automatic penalty shot. Just just as if when the the rule change that we did with the goaltender knocking the puck off the this, moorings, no, that yeah, it's a knock goal. It, knocking off. I, I, hate, I hate awarding goals that way, unless it's like an empty net and you throw the stick or whatever, stuff like that. I understand. But I hate awarding goals. So forcing a penalty shot, so if you knock that off intentionally. Yes. It sh- they do, they... Well, because yeah, you pe- can knock it off. If does it, it's a delay game, it's a penalty shot. I remember they made the David Leggio rule, because remember David Leggio famously knocking that off as a two-on-o back yes. when he for Bridgeport. Yeah. Then they, I think they counted it as a goal. I think they made the rule they counted as a goal. Yes. That's for blatant. It's like that, like on a 200. Yeah, like the one that uh, Henrik Lundqvist did a few years back. Oh, my gosh. And the fact that he got, and he was mad that he got to delay a game. I, sorry, I'm not a fan of Henrik Lundqvist. I, it's been a long time since I have been. I cheered for him in 2014. I wanted him to be L.A. But guess what? He didn't. He's got horrible rebound control, and Alec Martinez looks like a hero, even though he's a plug of a defenseman. Sorry, go ahead. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, that, that that's my one change. I would think that's your first I would one. I would add just just because even though you're yes you have the the opportunity like it's a face off stoppage of play face off in the offensive zone power play. Nah, but, yeah, power. But if you're gonna consider, I I can see where you're going with this. If you're gonna consider hand on the puck in the crease a delay game penalty shot knocking that off penalty delay shot game, penalty shot. A delay game for putting the puck over the glass. Any delay of game, shot. any delay of game by the defensive team in the defensive zone should be a penalty shot. Now, do you want to also go that into faceoff violations? Because that's technically a delay a game, or is that too? Um, because if you're going to go all out, you may as well go for it. No, well, faceoff violation in the defensive zone by the defensive team. Mm, you see, okay, well, because you have like. Face-off violations, and then they bring in a new center. But if they do it again, though, it's a penalty. If they do, if they do it twice over, it's a penalty. That's why it's that's why it's a rule. Mm. You get like two cracks. Yeah, if it, if it's if it's two people that commit a violation, yeah, penalty shot. All right. So any delay game by the defensive team under any circumstance, face-offs, clearing the puck, knocking that off, defenseman with a hand in the puck in the crease, penalty shot. Yep. Make the game more exciting. Because you want to know why, Alex? You want that's a good idea? Because if people listen to me with my possible change of the game, they need more penalty shots. Because they wouldn't have much of that one-on-one goaltender and player. Because the shootout needs to go. Oh God! The shootout can die. The international game, whatever. Except for gold medal and semifinals. That's stupid. The NHL needs to figure a way out to end games. Without a skills competition. You're telling me, Alex, we've gone, we've said this before. Other people have said it. Yep. 10 minutes of three on three. You're telling me a team can't do, can't get it done. What happens after 10 minutes of three on three? Nothing. Tie. No. You tie. There has to be a winner. I don't, okay, you can't just say both teams get zero points, but. Oh, no, yeah, no, you could do Well, it's funny. You could do the stupid thing where each team gets a point, but that's going to screw up the entire metrics of the scoring system of the point system. Someone needs to win. Well, it's not this I 
I understand. Like you're talking about like what for like records? No, because it's HT. No, you win or you lose. But you can't have a tie. That's what, if you have a 10 minutes of three on three, but it's so 10 minutes of three on three, nobody scores. What do you do? Because Alex, if I'm not mistaken, NBA doesn't use points, right? What do you mean? They don't like have like a two point system. They're, they're like baseball. They're games behind, right? Basketball is basketball scenes. They're like a game and a half back or two games back, right? Technically, yes and no. So, well, technically, the the games the, the is, game system is also the point system, though. How many? Okay, so this team is do they, do, this team is ten point ten points back from first place. They are five wins. They are ten games. games so back what I'm from trying to first. say is, but do they give them a point for going to overtime? No, because it's a win. Or so either you win or lose. So. Like and where does the same, t- same, same thing? Where, same where, thing. Hold on, I'm okay, getting there. Okay. Same thing in baseball. You go to extra innings. You don't get half a game or a point for losing extra innings. You lose fair and square. Okay. So, ten minutes of three on three. Winner gets two points. Loser gets none. What happens after ten minutes of three on three? You go home with no points. Zero points. No, there has to be a winner. No. There has to be a winner. There does not need to be a winner. Yes, there does. Yes, there that's does. the point. No, because there that, has to be a winner. That's the point. That's the point right of competition. Now, it's going to ruin everybody. It's going to ruin the standings, but it will give teams an incentive to get the job done. What's more incentive than winning? I just hate the shootout and the fact that they can end the game in ten minutes of three on three because players will be exhausted. They can also they, they can score. also end the game in a shootout. They could also try to shootouts w- are pathetic, or they could just. Freaking, okay. No, you already have one overtime period. You only need one. Yep, you can't. Yep, you already have one overtime. Go back to the old system. All right, fine. Go back to the old system where it was four on four, five minutes. There were ties all the time. I would rather have that than a shootout. But but I'm saying, if you want a winner, if you want a winner that badly, ten minutes of three on three is the perfect amount of time. No, it's not. Now, because why? what happens if you have two amazing teams with two amazing goalies? And they don't score? Then they don't score. So what? You get fine. Then you get a point. Whatever. You get a point, you go home. You get the you get But the Ty, point. the reason why they implemented the shootout is you can get was a winner. That way you had a winner because the people well, were complaining done. all the No, there were there were compl- people complaining all the time that there's there's too many ties. How are we sp- No, we need a winner. Okay. So what do they do? You take your best players, and you have a shootout. Now, you know, fine. Then That's you, the then point fine. of the shootout, to have a winner. But I'm I understand you, that you... St- but both teams still get a point anyway. It's dumb. You should do overtime where the loser gets none, the winner gets two. I agree. I agree. You're going to no. have a lot of East-West matchups that'll be like, all right, guys, let's just get this point here. But I just don't like the fact that a skills competition ends a hockey game. It's not a fair way to do it. Yes, it's I don't completely care, fair. I don't care what soccer does. I don't care what the international game does. It's completely I fair. Want to, I want it to be ended in a competitive game. It not, is. It's, no, it's not what I want. This is my rule change, Alex. Let me have it. But I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm telling you. you. They want a winner? Fine. Finish the game in 10 minutes. If you, can't, if you cannot win a game in 70 minutes, you deserve to lose. Exactly. Both, so who is going to win then? I don't care if it's the lowest. I don't care if games end in ties and it's like the lowest season point totals in the history of the game. Tyler. Nobody gets a point. 
If I don't care. I agree. I just want the shootout gone. I agree. If it means giving three on three for Here. 10 minutes and neither team gets a point if they tie, that's fine by me. I agree in the fact that once it goes into overtime or shootout, the losing team should not get a point. It should still be winner gets two points, loser gets zero. And if however, if neither team scores, you both lose. However, there should be an overtime period and a shootout. No. Because it gives you a winner and you don't have endless overtimes going into two in the morning. Fine. Fine, whatever. No, that's what I'm saying. You do 10 minutes and that's it. 10 minutes, they tie. Zero but there has over. to be a Fine, winner. Fine then, Alex. Let's do it like they do in college. Three points. Three points for a win. Three points for an overtime win. Two points for a shootout win. Why? Because people have more incentive to not play in that stupid thing. It's annoying. You all say, Alex, oh, Tyler gets you on the edge of your seat. Oh, watch the Leafs game. You're on the edge of your seat. Yes, because I'm nervous that my team's going to get screwed by a thing that's supposed to happen in the All-Star break. Not a regular season game. There's no such thing as screwed. Either they the, get screwed. No, they don't get screwed because if your team loses in a shootout, it's because your goalie wasn't as wasn't better than no, the shooter. No, because the ice at one end's bad, the ice is great at the other. It doesn't matter. No, I it's not. The matter is that his skills competition will end the hockey game. You're it's sm- not cool. I don't like it. You're smiling. You're smiling because you know I'm right. No, because you're annoying me with your stupid <laughs> smile. I would take your smile and just shove it in a piece of bread and put it in toast and throw it in the oven and burn it because garlic toast is disgusting. Garlic toast is amazing. What the frick are you talking about? I'm going to fight you at the end of this show. And I'm not going to feel bad about it either. Tyler, I think you need garlic uh, toast. Drag it through the mud. Hey, the fiance's picking up pizza right now, so I'm all right. So why are you so mad? Because she's not putting garlic on it. <laughs> yeah, garlic toast is... The, okay. You're, gar- you're, gar- you're suspended. Garlic toast crust. You're suspended. I'm not suspended. I want to... Pl- I want... I'm, I want... I am appealing the case. I get to play right. No, that's baseball, not hockey. Yeah. What's your next one? My next one is actually one that you usually do, and it's removing the trapezoid. Thank you. I was actually having my next one. I've come Remo- removing the trapezoid. I think that goaltenders should be able to come out of the net and go as far as they want if they want to. It's another line that you have to explain to people that never watch hockey. What's that thing behind the net? It's a trapezoid. Why do they have a trapezoid? Because goaltenders can't play the puck outside of it. But they can play the puck in front. Yes, I know. It's those corners right here. Yep. And it's the argument of, well, it protects the goaltender. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't because in the trapezoid. No, it's better have players come swinging around the corner at you at full speed. Right. And there's less likelihood of the goaltender getting out of the way because what's between? They're literally between a rock and a hard place, the net and the boards. And here's the thing. I've always been a slight advocate for if you're a goaltender that comes that far with the net, you should be able to A, hit the player, and you should be allowed to be hit. Now, yes. There, you're going to have, you're not, I'm not going to say make a box of where the goaltender can get hit. I'm not going to say that. But there should be a general area, general rule of thumb of where the fine line is of where a goaltender can come out without being made physical contact. No, no, no. I, I was going to say this. Instead of the trapezoid rule, this, this is my, you have a bigger crease. You have your original crease that's going to be used for, obviously, like... What do you have, you like know, a broom ball line? <laughs> essentially, so kind of like, like, like a, a big broom ball crease. Kind of like, like a three-point line. Think so, of it that way. So if we're looking at the so, crease, so you're having one, like, go around, like... You have one for the net, so, and then you have... 
basically where the ends of the trapezoid so, would be, and then it goes around the front of the so, net so, and to the other side. So everyone get out. So quick, pull out an image of a rink. Or a whiteboard. Look at the crease. Draw your crease. See where the trapezoid is, okay? Actually, make it a little bit... So the line, the arch that it'll be, be a little bit wider than the trapezoid behind the goal. Just a little bit. Just a little bit wider. Have it go around, have it touch the bottom of the circles, the face-off circles, where it'll come around as a perfect arch and have it come back around. Yeah. That's where it would look like. That is where the goalie cannot get hit. Cannot get hit. The play, the puck playing anywhere. Let them free roam. Yes, but out, outside of that crease, that bigger crease, they can get hit. Inside that bigger crease, cannot get hit. Right. I, I, I like that idea. Because, because, because in situations where if you say, if you say, you know, very gray area, if the goalie is outside of the blue crease, they can get hit. If they are an inch out, like, you know, playing aggressive. If you are, if you're by. They can just completely get smashed and then you're gonna, empty net. Here's the problem you're going to run into is that was his glove like over top, like the skate rule of the offsides, which I'll kind of maybe get in a little bit later. But if you like have your glove like hovering over the line, and it's got to be hovering over the line. If you're anywhere, if your body is, if there's like an invisible wall from the line straight up in the air, if your glove or your skate or your stick, whatever is in that area, you can get hit. I think it's fair. As a former goaltender, then again, I was a little bit different. I did not shy away from physical contact. I didn't avoid it. I made sure I gave it, and I gave it. I gave it, and I took it. Now, don't get me wrong. If someone hit me, I... I got up and said, what for? And gave him one, two, and then coach got mad at me for standing up for myself. Yeah. Terry Sanford talking to you. But I like that idea. And I like your idea of not having a trapezoid because I hate the fact that you can't go to the corners. That's where I, that's where you go to play the pucks half the time. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. Guys run the puck hard enough, but when that puck is slowly coming down like a curling stone, yeah, what are you going to do? Charge out at the face-off dot where you'd be able to get hit Yeah. or go to the corner. Where you'd be able to get hit in our scenario, but right, and it, and it gives goalies something else to work on. Yes, skating fast to the corner and getting like they used to, being able to take a hit. Well, if they get outside, well, the if, if they if they make that a rule, I don't listen. I don't think the NHLPA will ever approve of the fact that goaltenders get goaltending. Most goaltenders do not like to get hit, so I think that'll never happen. But that's just me, though. One of the other rules I like to change, or at least get rid of. I want to get rid of the red line entirely. I've said this before. Since they got rid of the two-line pass, the exception of icing, it's irrelevant. The only real, I guess that, and goaltenders can't cross the red line. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, they can't cross the red line. That's the only <clears throat> two things you'll ever, I think you really ever see for the red line. Well, I mean, think of it this way. There's only one rule for the blue line. Really. It's offsides. Yes. But that, in case you need it. But... Here's the thing, Alex. Use the blue line more. Get rid of the red line. Use the blue line as the as the line. If you clear it out of your own end, if you get out of your own end, you can shoot the puck down the ice. But you got to get out of your own blue line. I don't know if it'll open the game up more or what, but it's almost looking like it's pointless. And now, don't get me wrong. The stretch passes. Will, I mean, the stretch passing will still be a risk because of how long that pass is going to be, because you're still coming out of your own zone. So you still have a chance for icing. Now, don't get me wrong, that pass can be a lot shorter now, because you can make it just out of your blue line. But I don't see the relevance in having a red line anymore. 
The international game has really never used it because the international game, I don't believe, ever really honored the two-line pass. It was really only the NHL and the minor leagues for that time period. So I don't understand why we would keep it if we really don't need it. If all reason is for icing, get rid of it. Is it a, is a symbolic thing? Do we really do we really need it? I don't think so. Get rid of it. It's well, I think I'm not as passionate about this as other things, but I just don't see the relevance in it. Well, okay. Devil's advocate, why does soccer have a midline? Because there's one rule. The forwards can be as far as they want, uh, you know, past the defenders, as long as they're before the midline. Anywhere after that, it's offsides. So that's pretty much, that's their blue line. I guess in this case. I don't want to say red line. Because, well, that's... Well, no, it, it, it kind of is their red line. Because their proverbial blue line is the defense line, the last defender. Right. That's their offsides. So, I think it's sentimental value kind of thing, other than the now, fact yes, of... Yes, they've had it for over 60 years. I the, get that. The few... Well, why don't we have, why don't we have three uh, face-up dots? Uh, yes, and why inside and outside? And they the used zone. to only have one face-off circle, and it was smack dab in front of the goal. Right. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It was like in the high slot. But yeah, right. I and I get that. Because think about it, you wouldn't have to worry about left or right. You know, centers on. Oh on my gosh, the new rule that they have. So so that's your rule taking out the red line. I have another one. Now I can't remember what it was. What, was, what were we talking about earlier? We we're talking about. We were talking about the red line. We talked about the goal, uh, the goal, goal crease. Coming out. We all, you briefly mentioned the the concept of um. What did you literally just say? Oh, the offsides. I was talking about the offsides and the skate on the ice. That needs to change. I think I, and here's and I've always I, that you need to find a way to make it better. I don't know exactly how because the idea is that oh make it like the invisible line like I said with the goaltending. However, you're gonna have players with skates up in the air and. I can tell you right now, Richard Zednick and Clint Malarchuk do not like that. They yeah. like to keep the skates on the ice. So that's hard to tell. However, the coach's challenge. Well, no, it's my turn. Oh, it's your turn. Sorry. It is my turn. You say coach's challenge. I'm going to come over this table. I'm not going to say coach's challenge okay. I, because I don't want to get rid of that. Well, no, I'm not going to say get rid of it. I'll, I'll elaborate when you're done with your piece. Okay. This is a weird... Rule change. This is a rule that you're not a this change is a, you want, want added in. This is a hot take. Third man rule back. No. No, no, no. This this is a hot take. Bench clears. Is that what you want? You enforcer 94 boy? No. You had to think okay. about it. You had to think about it? Uh, the bench itself. There's only allowed two entrances on the bench, one on the offensive side, proverbial, and one on the defensive side, and you are not allowed to jump over the boards. That's a... Oh, that's a... Really? Think about all the players just that sit on the side, but, they're, but their skates are not on the ice, so therefore they're not in the play. You could have... Really? That's the rule you're going to come up with? That's so... It's... I hate to say the word dumb, but that's... Yeah. You would have to worry about less too many men on the ice rule... Too many, uh, too many men on the ice penalties... No, because you have to worry about more. Because if you can't go in and out, of, you can't go over the boards. 
You have to wait to go in the door. You have players standing on the ice waiting to come in off. Yes. Then you have more too many men on the ice penalties. No, no, no. You have less because you change one side. Goes like a circle. No, one side, the, one line players, goes out. No, because players come in different orders. It's not like you're going to have, all right, we need this guy to come off this time. Okay, fine, fine. The same rollerball. Then three. Rollerball. You can't just send the right guy out at the right time. Then three entrances. Or three doors. We're going to add another door the, because why not? The because middle, the jumping the boards is stupid. The middle door can be for people coming off the ice, and then the two outside You're doors right, can Alex, be for people How will this affect the Leafs? Ice. Finally, they'll be able to figure out their cha- their line changes. You're right, Alex. If they have designated doors, they can only come and in. And also, in. that's less delay of games. Not, not penalties, just delay of game because it goes into the bench. Because there's going to be boards. Like glass. No! Yes. <laughs> what? Glass everywhere. Yes. Netting up to the ceiling everywhere. We're doing like baseball. We're going to put it down the line this way, down the line, which is actually a good thing. I'm okay with that. That's safety. Players that was one safety. of the other rules I thought about. Netting everywhere? It's, no, it's, no, 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 no. Higher glass. What? Here's the thing. I know it's going to 20 happen. foot on the backstop. I understand that's what's going to happen. Why? Because it's safer and it keeps play going longer. I think, you know what? It's the same reason of why the hell do the Kalamazoo Growlers have basically hockey boards behind their net or behind the backstop. Keep the ball in play. A, keep the ball in play, and B, um, because they have hospitality tables right there and it's easier to see through Plexiglass glass. and yeah. his, uh, backstop. Actually, I, you know the Whitecaps game's not that bad. It's the fine. I mean, it's no, netting. it's not. It's not. It's, I mean, it's, I don't. If, have if the Whitecaps got rid of bottom half of one seventeen and turned it into tables as another like thing, because the four top tables get sold out just, quickly. Yes, because there's only a few of them. Dude, but, I should. T- I'm a genius. I should say that. There you go, Alex. Look at you going from the marketing yeah. world. But I. I personally, it's not my rule change, but I'm kind of going off your high glass. They should allow the netting to be in play. Then you'll never have to worry about reviewing a play if a puck went up the netting. If it goes off the netting and drops back into play, play it. Uh, yeah, the fans are still protected. Yes, but same. Uh, what? You're going to have a play? All right, guys, we're going to shoot it off this guy's stick. It's going to ramp perfectly off the screen. It's going to come back down. We're going to bang it in. You know that Nicholas Cromwell goal that you and Dad saw? Yeah. Remember the LA Kings game that yeah. you're like, oh yeah, the puck went straight up in the air. No, nope, it went off the netting, off quicks back into the net. Should not have been a goal. The Charlotte, the game, the goal that blew the Marley's chance of returning to the Caller Cup final. Charlotte checkers. It goes off the netting. Play continues. Yes, the Marley's had a chance to break out, but they turned it over and the checkers came down and scored. Goal should never have happened. But well, then here's the thing with the current rules. If you, you would have to change the design of the netting then. That way, the netting is no, flush. The, no, the netting would have to be flush with the top of the glass. That way, it would. There, that way, there wouldn't be any chance for it to slip through behind the glass. Well, it's it's like if the basketball, if you're watching basketball games, if it ever gets stuck on that one part of the rim where the ball magically gets stuck on somehow. Yeah. On the on the edge of the rim. Yeah. It'd be like that. If it gets stuck there, okay, play is dead. Obviously, it went over the glass. But if it bounces back into play, play it. But is it? Here's the thing. Devil's advocate. 
hockey becomes arena football. Because you take out the red line and then you just throw the puck fire off. Fire the puck at the netting. You throw the puck off the cross, netting. Cross the blue line and fire it off the netting. Send guys like Hail Mary pass. Exactly. Why not crash in the net? There you go. And then the goalie's <laughs> going to try to play it because he can go out of the crease now. Goaltenders are open season. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> just get it looked like a Don Cherry coach's corner. Bobby Prober coming behind the net. Full speed, running the goalie. Net goes flying off. Nuke him. Every, every, listen, that's the best part of watching Rock'em Sock'em like year by year. Every There's one thing, two things that never change with Don Cherry. One, whenever a player collides with his teammate, I tell you guys, it looked funny, but these really hurt. And number two is when the goaltenders get ran. I swear, ever since they took the pipes out of the net, the stakes out of the net, these goaltenders begin ran more and more. Looking back in these olden days where that net didn't move, guys didn't want to go to the net. Now it's fair game. Goalies are open season. Every year he says that. The same thing. I'm just I'm just saying. Goalies are open season. But, eh, I don't know. But I do like that idea. Okay, so your rule was... Last the- one, coach's challenge. Yes, last one. No, no, no! no. You, just, one? you you just did the the netting rule. No, but I I said I thought we were talking about the high glass. Keep the puck in play more. I was elaborating. Okay, fine. You're then coach's challenge. Okay, it should be changed. Two minute penalties for everything. Every challenge you do, not just offsides. Okay. Goaltender interference. Puck up in the netting. You challenge it. You can get penalized for it. Okay. And of course. Keep the challenge. If you get it right, you can get another challenge. Okay. I'm okay with that. It's kind of a different rule and a little bit of a quick I mean, rule. I mean, it's, it's an alternative I, to what's listen, already there. Because you, know? you should you should make the coaches and all the staff that are watching TVs upstairs second guess whether or not they should challenge. You're going to challenge for goaltender interference because your goalie got hit. Did he really get hit or did he flop? Did he get someone get pushed into him? Well, crap. Well, that's too close, guys. I don't know if we should do it. Why is that? We're already down by a goal, and they go on a power play. We're in trouble. Okay. I'm okay with that. What was it? The Leafs had that one year where it was a couple years ago where the team challenge was an offside on a goal. They get a penalty, or they get the penalty after the failed challenge, and Leafs score in the power play again. If you do that for every Uh, challenge, everyone's second-guessing. Yeah. Nobody wants to take that chance. Right. So, unless it's a sure thing or damn near. Well, yeah, close. It's, if it's it's got to be a sure thing. I mean, which it kind of is now, but same token, it's it's less. That's why in the NFL, crazy rule change. If you challenge, you don't just lose your challenge in the NFL. Somehow that hurts you in a fifteen yard penalty. It does. Whether the ball gets moved fifteen yards forward or fifteen yards back. Yeah. I know we're crossing sports here. But yeah. You know what? You're right. Baseball. You challenge if it's fair or not. Guess what? You fail. Runner gets put on third base. <laughs> one out, ta- or one out taken away or added. Yeah. There you go. That's, that, that's a little bit better. Um, you can't just add a run. <laughs> yeah, you can't. No. You can't just. Here's like a run for being a dummy. All right. So here's my next change to the game. Last one for both of us. Yeah. Last one. Okay. Well, in that case, I will do the one that I know you'll yell at more. Because why not? <laughs> you already had the dumb rule about the stupid line changes. Change to the game. You say, lo- you say longer shootout. I'm going to strangle you. Players are required to have a full face guard <sighs> and a full neck guard. It's player's choice. It's a player's choice kind of deal that why they don't wear the visor, why they 
No, it's not. Neck guard. No, it's not. The OHL. It's not entirely. No, the rookies now, yes, are required to wear a visor. It's a grandfather rule in. It's like when when they first made helmets mandatory. Guys like Craig McTavish didn't need to wear one. There was one year when Gil Stein made the say, hey, guys, 92-93 season. Hey, guys, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing this, but you know what? I'm going to institute a rule. You don't need to wear helmets anymore. It's more marketable. Brett Hall famously didn't wear a helmet in the All-Star game that year, but that's because it was the All-Star game. But players were like, no, you're an idiot, dude. We know what Craig McTavish is doing over there, but we're not hit. We're not that dumb. That being said... Former Calgary Flame, great Craig McTavish. Extension on that rule change. Goalies also have to wear a neck protector. The plastic one. Every no. goalie is required. No. It's a preference thing. You should be... Now, the visor, yes. Eye protection. I understand. Yes, sticks can go up underneath the visor. I understand. But there should be some form of protection. I like that. Goaltenders... You are one of the. You have to wear one or the other. That should be the rule. You should have to wear one or the other. What do you mean? The the throat neck guard, or the dangler. Oh yeah, no, that's what I mean. You should wear one or the other. Okay, fine, fine, I'll be okay with that. You should not have to wear. You shouldn't be required to. I hated the throat protector. It was the most annoying thing in the world. Okay, but you have to wear throat protection. You whether whether it's the neck one or the glass. And I understand it scared a lot of people, especially my because I wore my shoulder, I wore my chest protector pretty tight. I had the shoulders pinned down, so there was a lot of this. So I had my dangler. I made sure I had a dangler because I needed my neck to breathe. That was just a preference of mine. I wore the throat protector. I had, they forced me to wear it in high school. I hated it. I really despised I wore that thing as loose as it could get. It was tucked underneath my chest protector pretty much, but I had it on. Because I, they required me to. I never liked wearing that kind of a throat protector. I, I don't call me claustrophobic, call me what, but it just felt awkward. I hate. I never liked it. But getting to wear the dangler, I could not ever. I think my dangler popped off one time in practice when I was in Port Huron. I that was the longest practice ever. I was scared to death. I never wanted to go down. Because here's the thing: you wear that that tight throat protector, the padded one. Uh, the couch one, the crouch one. You get a puck up in there. That ain't saving you. No. You wear the dangler. Gosh, I'm my first week at Davenport. Cody Matthew coming down the wing. Big six foot nine. Today don't try Cody Matthew. At least just a clapper at my head. I was a freshman, okay, guys? That's what happens. Clapper. Throw protector, smashed in half. Throw protector smashed? Or esophagus gone. <laughs> right. I so th- that, that's go- why I'm saying... I chose okay, the first one. <laughs> goalies have to wear neck protection. Protection. There's no bare necks. Players have to wear the close one. The ones, that, the ones that the junior players are required to wear. And they have to wear full face mask. Whether it's the metal one or the plastic one, you have to wear a full face mask. Here's... It's hard because you literally watch the college game compared to the NHL game. That's what I really. That's whenever someone comes up with this argument, I always say, "Watch that." You're telling me watch just any game. You can watch an Ivy League game, NCHC, which is the most physical bunch of not NCHC versus WHL game. Be pretty entertaining because that's two just physical leagues battling each other. Okay, it's fun to watch, but watch a college game. And watch a puck going in the corner. 
and watch how, compare how they go into the NHL, how they go into the corner. Defenseman looking up, slowing up, player sees them as well. College, yeah, yes, these are younger guys, 20, 21 years old, but they're going in there like kamikaze suicide bombers. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the human uh, human bullet effect. Yes. Road report on Because it. they feel like they're protected. They, they can go in there. And they're going to go in there and light someone up from behind, high hits, because they feel like they're more protected. So the, with the extra shield, they feel that protection. They'll be willing to go in there harder. They lose the protection. Yes, keep the visor. But you lose the, the chin, the, the air, all that around there. You're going to slow up a little bit because, wow, whoa, let's – even the, even the guy charging on the forecheck sees that, understands that. You don't want to be going in head first because guess what? That face is going to get smashed by the boards. They're, they I'm, play. I'm, you, not, I'm, not, talk, I'm not talking about checks, though. I'm talking about sticks and pucks. Yes. Protection. But I'm saying, though, that's going to carry. If you, if you, if you, I understand. If, if the problem was do you want people to run at people less, then you need to go back to, like, l- 80s style pads win well they still make it but no basically cloth and a couple pieces of plastic no padding no extra like cushion nothing right and but the the full face mask but the problem is it's not going to be the sticks and the pucks that's going to be the problem with the full face shield it's beginning it's going to carry over into the comfort level you're going to feel comfortable that you can go into a corner and not care listen I want I call ACHA games all the time. Holy cow. Do our sticks up in the air? Elbows are up in the air. There's no regard for any safety up and above because why? They don't care. They have a face shield on. Kids get whacked in the head. You can wear a face shield or not. You get whacked in the face. Face shield or not, it hurts a little bit. Yeah, and then they call a penalty. Yeah, they call a penalty if you get slashed in the face with a hockey stick when you don't have a visor on. So? Or you don't have a face shield on. And they call it when you get hit in the face with a face shield because the whole rink can hear it. It's smack. But you can tell when a guy gets compared to a Compared to a barely anything. Stick on flesh makes hardly a sound. Stick on plastic, like, smack. So, so it makes it better? No, it doesn't make it no, any better. No, it makes it easier to identify. It makes it easier to identify now when a guy starts bleeding. But the point is... Okay, but would you rather have someone he- hearing a smack... Or someone bleeding. Would you rather have a broken dangler that's broken in half or into your throat? I understand where you're going with this. But what I'm going to try to say is, is that there's going to be less regard for personal safety with more personal safety. Or there is more personal safety and things like Sedano Chara probably having to... Ne- he, he will not be able to use his mouth correctly ever again. Oh, he will. Chris Draper's fine. Chris is Draper, he fine? Yes. Is he really dope? He's got different teeth. I understand that. Exactly. So is the Dano Chara. So, so would you rather someone You're be allowed me. to have their own teeth or would you have someone bleed when You're they get... you telling me that Chris Draper getting hit from behind like that would have saved something. Are you kidding? That guy would have had a worse concussion than they already had. He would have had a concussion, but he wouldn't have had all the facial trauma. I... I don't think because then your chin strap goes into your chin and it does all that. It's it's different. I'm not a fan it's a of it. Di- it's a different kind because of hurt. Because the player's understand- mindsets will change. There. I understand. It's a different kind of hurt. I understand that, yes, pucks in the face. I get it. Sticks in the face. I get it. It's a hazard of the game. It's a risk you take. The point is that the players are going to be more 
comfortable that they're going to do stupider things. They're, no, they're going to feel safer. That's the point. Yeah, that, so they're going to have guys go flying in the corner. The people that go flying in the corner, they're stupid. Well, that happens that's at, what's, no, 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 and that happens at the college level. And it, do you, and do it you will s- happen, yes, and it will happen in the NHL level. No, it won't. Yes, it will. I don't personally believe so. It'll change over. It'll carry over. I understand you want to protect from guys getting shot in the face, guys getting high sticks in the face, guys getting sticks in the throat, skates in the throat. I get it. But you add that comfort level, and it changes the mindset of the player, of how they attack in the neutral zone, how they attack in the offensive zone. Defensemen will be scared for their gosh darn lives. They're already, and trust me, it doesn't. it helps, and it doesn't help. You're taking two steps forward, one step back. You may help the players that get sick in the face inadvertently, Shots deflected up in the face. You may help. You may help them there. But you're going to see battles along the corners that are going to get a lot more vicious and a lot more hazardous. It's a great idea. I can see where you're coming from, and I agree with some aspects. But I can tell you right now, it's going to make it more dangerous in a physical body contact kind of way. Do you think baseball pitchers are more willing to throw it at people's head because they have the jaw protector now? I hate that thing. I like it. You want to know why? Protects people's jaws. Yeah, that's their choice. It's not required. It's not required, but you should because if something were to happen, you're protected. I don't like it. I would never wear it. Then again, I'm always about less protection. That's just me coming from a former goaltender of all people. But I. What's your last rule? I got so into that conversation, I don't even know anymore. I gotta have something. Bigger nets. There you go. No. <laughs> Goaltender, you disprove. Put that stamp on. Veto. Lacrosse style nets. There you go. Veto. <laughs> Hardcore. Veto. Oh, Alex. Yeah, let's do that, Alex. We'll make it like lacrosse. We'll give the goaltenders player pads. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's keep it nice. They didn't have player pads. No, I'm saying. It's modified. They have a chest protector. Yeah, have chest so you, protector. And then you have the that. option of wearing leg pads. Yeah, but nobody does. No, because it hinders your leg movement. That's why. Gotta make kick saves. You know what? Goaltenders should out field lacrosse goaltenders should be allowed to wear box lacrosse gear. No. Yes. No. Well, why not, Alex? Makes it safer. Makes it feel a little more comfortable. Because wearing box lacrosse gear in hundred degree heat is a danger. Well, that's their choice. It's a hazard. That's why they don't play till May. Now, yes, NLL guys, that'd be dumb. You're playing, you're playing in Atlanta or Denver in 95-degree heat. It's a dry heat. It's 95 degrees. Dry or wet, doesn't matter. Fire's a dry heat. You don't see me sticking <laughs> one of those, do you? one of those now, do you? Oh, yeah, we're going. Speaking of heat, I'm feeling kind of dumb. Why? So, Kel and I are going to see a goodbye Thomas, friend of the show, Thomas. Yeah, the guy that Thomas. posts everything on Facebook. Hey, Continue. you know what? He's not a big Twitter guy. He's got to post somewhere. I never post on Facebook. I only share stuff He's really got to do the face mask thing, though. It's weird. He wants people... Hey, he's people to know. People want to know he's okay. Hey, when he told me he was having sleep apnea issues, I got nervous. He could have said, I'm all right. Instead of, this is my mask. Hey, he could have posted some dumb thing on Instagram about his food or his coffee or his hashtag life goals and, you know, sunset BS. Mr. White Girl freaking Instagram over there. I see you. I didn't say anything about life goals. I just talk about food a lot because it's good. Whatever. You know the point I'm talking about here. No, so we're going to the, going to the Tigers game tomorrow because the Jays are in town. So I got to watch my Jays. 
They got throttled the last time, and maybe with Detroit they have a better chance. Probably not. They'll probably still lose. But we're, we're sitting in left field because those were the cheapest seats that were not in the upper deck. I want to sit close to the field. I like sitting close to the field. It's cool. We're sitting a few rows up behind the bullpen in left field at Comerica Park. Not un- And these tickets were bought a while ago. Did I think that the temperature high in Detroit tomorrow was going to be 97 degrees? No, at that time when I bought tickets, no, I didn't. Did I completely ignore the fact that maybe the sunset over Comerica Park was going to beam right into left field? <laughs> no. You should have paid attention to that. It's going to be a long day tomorrow. Yeah. 70% should- humidity. There's a possible chance of storms in the morning, but I'm like, if it could just have a little bit of cloud coverage. No, it'll be storms in the morning, which means when the game's going on, it's going to be extra humid. It's going to be humid and hot. And so I'm literally going to, I'm going to like, guys, we're going to go to right field. I'm going to walk down. I'm like, Usher, please. There's shade in this corner of the ballpark. Please. And they're going to tell you, no, go to your seat. And I'm going to say, look it over there. The seats are melting. <laughs> they are melting. <laughs> and us just going to say, mm, no, go to your seat. I will go set up the upper deck if I need to. I don't care. I don't care. Keeps, if it's going to keep me out of the sun, because let's be honest, I melt in the heat. If, I, if it's warm out, I eat mustard. Guess what? I'm sweating. Just because how it is. With it 95 degrees, I'll be sitting there drinking water. Ice cold water. Sweating. Well, yeah, because you're going to be hot. It's unavoidable. Yeah, you're going to be sweating. No Thomas, Kelly, we're going to be dying out there. That's yeah, fine. And it's going to be horrible. Why? That's fine. Because neither team will be able to pitch. It's going to be a 2-1 game. That's going to take forever. <laughs> hey, hey, guess what? It's not going to be a pitcher's duel. It's going to be walk, walk, and neither team scores because neither team can hit the damn ball. Hey, guess what? Chicken butt. At least you're going to have less water weight. <laughs> water weight? If I even have bone with it tomorrow. Just eat high-sodium foods, Ty. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be chowing back on hot dogs. Why? I got to do something. Yeah, say hydrated. Fine. Just, just Let's get the IV bags out here. Be like... Be like uh, I'm oh, there. frick, what's his name? Um, Sticking needles in my arm to get IVs in me. Oh, Are you frick, doing drugs? Was, no, I'm hydrated. What was his name? Oh, shoot. Uh, Kobayashi. Water and hot dogs. There you go. Just... Either that or Limp biscuit, because the hot dog flavored water. Hot dog flavor, hot dog flavored water, Fred Durst. Yep. My name is Fred Durst. Hot dog flavored water. Uh, he's, I, got the, he's out there got the rolling, rolling, rolling. He got the hey, no man, Fred Durst. I think we need to cut this episode. I'm off. surprised we went this long. I thought it was gonna be a nice short little hour. You know, have a little fun with the rules. Nope, it's two hours. Yeah, about. At <laughs> least, it, at least it was a short two hours. A short two hours. Uh-huh. I guess it's not bad. It didn't. It didn't feel like the other episode where. Okay, that was almost three hours. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I, okay, so it was this, ridiculous because so we had to talk. That about, episode to this episode, this one feels like a walk in the park. It's funny. Remember our longest one last year? I think was our Western Conference preview. That was like. Or no, which one was it? The Eastern Conference one we had Ked on. No, it was the Western no. Conference because the Eastern Conference we had Thomas and Ked the, the the first time, and I think the only time we ever did two guests. Yeah. That, that was, was a mess. That was under two hours. That was a mess. It wasn't a mess. I thought it was a mess. Hey, Ked, shouting out to Logistically, Luke. it was a mess. Well, yes, because we were trying to do it, and we were doing video in your room. Yeah. That was a bad idea. But doing 
But then the Western Conference one, the one we had, I think we remember we had Scott Powers and the Athletic on for yep. about, we only had him on for a few minutes, talking about just the Hawks. Yeah. But that went what, over two hours. Yeah, that was, <laughs> it was like that two. Was, it was like 2.15, like and we're like, oh, it's the longest show we ever do. And then literally preparing for the free agent show, I literally looked at it and said, while the day was going along, I'm like, it's going to be our longest show ever. Yeah. We're, I literally looked at you and said, we're going to have a three-hour show. Yep. And I, I was like, how, how many pages is it? And you're like, four. four. Are like, you, four. So for, for context, we have an outline because we like to prepare a little bit. Usually our prompts can, you know, three-quarters of a page on Google Doc. or Right page. now it's a half a page. It's a half a page. Well, it's a short show today because, well, we didn't really add the details of the rules we wanted. We kind of just went on what came to our minds. Right. And we didn't add the RFA rumors. We had the link. We had... The contracts for the players. We had the teams. Well, it ended up technically being seven pages. Technically. What? The the free agency show. It was technically seven pages. Really? Yes, because there's the the we had because we had to have the separate word document too. It was technically seven. No, it was so no, it was no it, okay, we had to make the separate one because we had to put them in order. A certain way we because we did it felt like seven at least it was it was a lot it was probably the most we ever put into a show ever thank goodness there's tsn and sportsnet because yep. that would have been a lot of work doing it by ourselves but that was one of the shows i think that and maybe the playoff preview shows we don't know what we're going to do for season previews this year because we have to after our unfortunately having I mean, having guests on is cool and all, but as you guys, I'm sure, noticed, our our sound quality when we have guests on really is turned to crap. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what it's been. I don't know if it's other people going on speaker while we go on speaker, because early on it was fine, but it just started to get worse and worse. I don't know if it's our mic quality or what, but we need to figure out a different way to do phone calls. So that's why we haven't had guests on, because we could have yeah. easily had a we lot of guests We need to start on. a Patreon. Well, Start a Patreon that way. You guys can donate to the show that way. We can have guests on. Because you know, external audio recorders are not cheap. You're talking a couple hundred bucks. A couple hundred, yeah. A little over a couple hundred. If you want a good one. One that we can put our mics into and be able to talk yeah, to. Yeah, and we are on a shoestring budget. And by that we mean this is the, this is the shoestring budget of us spending about $75 each in Amazon gift cards. There have been wheatgrass. That are thinner than our budget. Yeah. <laughs> because, well, we have a college it's, it's, on one end. We have a dropout on the other who is paying for a wedding. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. No, you're not. You're being, you're taking shots at my heart. You're being mean. I understand that my life choice may not have been great. I'll be honest. I probably should have gone to school. But you know what? I chose play hockey and I got to live in Canada. For a hot second. I loved it. And then you... Dad, Dad watched my first game. He watched my last game. I can die with that. I will accept that. There you go. And his, at that time, future wife was there too, which was interesting. But nonetheless, I, I, yeah. I, I lost my first game, lost my last game. Somebody give me a trash can. Burns. We don't have, do we have... Oh, we have a full trash can. Yeah, the trash can still has bone in there from ribs. No, it doesn't. Gave it to no! Oh, you gave it to the dog. Oh, you gave it to the dog. It's a... Oh, come on. It's a pork bone. It doesn't shatter into bits like a chicken bone. Oh, you've seen that boy's teeth. I know they're a little off and they need fixings, but eh, those teeth... Yeah, the teeth that are rotten. You know what? That's our fault. We understand that. 
we're broke. We don't have money to spend on crap like this. Oh, I got to schedule and Dan and I will take care of it. Anyways, enough about our dog issues and our personal issues and professional decisions that affect us later in life. Thank you so much for watching this, or watch listening to the episode of this. Get over with! You can't even say. Are we watching? Oh yeah, we're we're watching. We're watching the meter go down so we can get to zero faster. End this all. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Make sure to use the hashtag TKP, or not at no, not you, hashtag you, TKP because that's the Turkish Communist Party. Hashtag the Kill Podcast. Tweet to Alex at the Kill Podcast and tell him how to properly end the show and make sure he shows up every week and be a real host so he can call himself host as usual, Alex Kill. So he's not host. That is not. It's as always. As always. whatever. That's See, Alex, you're never here enough for me to even remember what your opening sequence is. Ladies that, and gentlemen, boys and girls, of age, welcome back to another episode of the Kill Podcast. Number who cares? Alex, Alex, I mean, the you're not as always. <laughs> you're, not, you're not even long enough people to remember your name. That's how bad it is. Where's my pizza? End it. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.